So as always, thank you for joining me. Enjoy the podcast. Kick back and relax. The force is strong and is with us always. And never forget. We have hope. Rebellions are built on hope. of this moment the force is strong make ten men feel like a hundred I'll take the next chance and the next you're rebels aren't you You call it the Jesse James. Jesse, a.k.a. The Bizzle. Yo, The Bizzle, thank you. <laughs> the Bizzle? Thank you, The Bizzle. Yeah. The Bizzle. All right, ladies and gentlemen of The Bizzle cast, welcome back for a, another a video game podcast with my boy, Ethan, a.k.a. L underscore Fedorable. Ethan, as I welcome you back, um, I want to just quickly explain to The Bizzle cast listeners that... Um, uh, you guys know I'm constantly, you know, branding and rebranding and stuff with various things. So uh, as we go forward, the Awkward Controllers podcast will be me, Ethan, and Austin, who we hopefully will get back later this week or next week. However, the Awkward Controllers kind of playlist on SoundCloud under the Bizzlecast page will be all my video uh, video game podcasts, which are mostly with Ethan and Awkward Controllers with Ethan and Austin and occasionally with, you know, my Australian crew or whatever. Um, and so this is just me and Ethan rapping. This should be Bizzlecast 185. Uh, Ethan, as I welcome you in after that explanation, I- I've been struggling for topics and all of a sudden in the last few days uh it's not so much there's been a lot of new developments but we've just learned stuff about things that we've been talking about for a while so welcome back and i'm pumped for this one it's your boy i'm back (laughs) (laughs) diversify y'all bonds bitches um Yo, if you look at the description, you can check my Patreon out, support me out there, and you can... No, let's let's So, um, first of all, uh, in a serious note, Ethan, I I don't want to dwell on this, but I think I speak for both of us in in sending our prayers to the horrible tragedy at the the Madden event um, shooting. I'm sure you guys have seen. All of these shootings are terrible, and this just shows that, you know, gamers, like everyone else, are not immune. Um, And as uh, my boy Jesse Cox pointed out there was almost no security at um at evo and there's never been an incident at evo with a much bigger crowd and this place had tons of security and one of the people who was there was the shooter and we also had gamescom in germany and if you see the crowds there it's insane so this notion that more security and we should just give people guns sorry this is ethan just me on my pulpit that somehow more security is the answer to all this we need to address gun culture we need to address mental health issues we need to address you know the fact that we, there's a lot of angry people in this country um, but mostly we just need to send our thoughts and prayers uh, to those who were who were affected yeah yeah uh, just 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 from my point of view yeah. uh, just in the gaming community we need to step up and just be there for everyone who was hurt by this tragedy absolutely absolutely and uh, because because this this incident is not representative of the gaming community. Oh, yeah. And at the end of the day, it's a video game, guys. We need to we, we, we all need to grow up a little bit. Yep. Um because yeah. we can't we can't let this incident represent who we are as a as a as a culture. 
Absolutely, absolutely. And I don't want to an- I don't want to overanalyze uh, the game uh, around this, which was based, which was Madden. It was not Eva, which are you know violent fighting games. It was not Call of Duty tournaments. Um, I think <clears throat> it's it's really ironic that this happened at at, yeah. at of all things a sports event, yep. a sports video game event, yep. rather than a a uh, a. Call of Duty, high testosterone, uh, balls to the wall, et cetera, et cetera. Sure. Um, what I was going to say, Eth, was this has much more to do with being in Jacksonville, Florida, than it has to do with whatever video game or people uh, were playing in Jacksonville, Florida. I mean, the it, it's almost become a sad joke that it seems like every other horrible news story that comes out, whether it's Trayvon Martin or whatever, is in Florida. You know, the Florida man, hashtag Florida man, like every other terrible story is Florida man. Um, and, you know, because Florida is just one of those states that's like lawless, has no gun laws. And again, I want to just point out, this has no, almost nothing to do with the game or the people there. It has much more to do with the culture of n- northern Florida where it takes place. And we've seen this in plenty of liberal states as well yes that's absolutely true uh but i can't help shake the feeling that every other story by the way it's not texas although we do see this in texas it seems to be florida and some of those sort of poor uh parts of the country um and so we don't want to go i mean i would love to do a socioeconomic study of this at some point um but the bottom line is yes ethan video game fans need to stick together um but i i think we do agree that this sort of puts the lie to the fact that there's a correlation between people who play call of duty and go around shooting people up yeah uh i would i would seriously like the the correlation uh of those who play call of duty and shoot people up and those who uh shoot people up are are actually insane yeah so thoughts and prayers to those people so okay Let's get into it. So uh, the big uh, sort of uh, topic today, um, which we've sort of just put together in the last few hours, but we've been building towards, uh, is going to be, Ethan, the continuation of our ongoing discussion about um, the fact that games do get multiple releases and multiple chances. Um, and we're going to compare three specific games that continue to go on. All three of these games, uh, you know, faced criticism to say the least upon release, um, but um, have made strides in very different ways in very different times with very different methods. And we're going to do sort of a comparison of where No Man's Sky, Destiny 2, and one that Ethan added last minute that I don't know anything about, so he'll talk about Sea of Thieves, uh, multiplayer games of course to various degrees are at and the notion of sort of the multiple release thing and you know ethan i think the question to tease it is you know is 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 manipulative and and lie-filled as the no man's sky campaign was initially will history look back and say this was actually brilliant how it went down but we'll let's save that discussion because ethan we do have a follow-up to well not our last podcast which was our great book review of console wars which which was awesome but our our last awkward controllers podcast with austin we talked about ign which at that point was you know was just dealing with the plagiarism uh uh controversy 
with our guy Jason Trier, who always comes up because he reports every story. Ethan was nice enough to get me uh, his uh, the the uh, audible version of his book, Blood, Sweat, and Pixels, which I'm really enjoying. I'm a couple chapters in. I've learned about Pillars of Destiny, Uncharted 4, which is one of my favorite games, Naughty Dog, one of my favorite companies. Um, and uh, But Trier, of course, got dragged into the IGN thing, as well as Alana Pierce, who came up numerous times in that last podcast as well, um, was connected to IGN, worked for for them and specifically a funny social well funny in quotes social media story the bizzle has that we'll see when i get to it how much of it i actually want to share um but really quickly ethan so you know like total biscuit may he rest in peace jim sterling is a guy i have such a love-hate relationship with because i find him incredibly grating pretentious and annoying at times but i can't deny that when like you listen to the word you read the words on the page of the crit- the critiques that he does is usually on point even more so than total biscuit who could be so irrational and stuck in his ways sterling will at least admit when he's wrong but i was catching up on some sterling men who i uh, overdosed on and, and hadn't listened to in a while and <clears throat> out there this too either i didn't realize that the plagiarist did not go quietly into that great good night but challenged ign in the, in the world to find more plagiarism which as jim sterling and everyone else has pointed out where there's one plagiarism there's many plagiarisms so he challenged everyone to find more plagiarisms so of course our boy jason schreier took up the challenge being the great journalist that he is and now ign is having to pull down dozens or more articles like basically everything this guy's ever done to see if it's been plagiarism it's become a horrible thing for them uh, going on. So what? And of course, he this guy attacked Schreier, and he's claiming everyone's lying and out to get him. I mean, classic case of like almost schizophren- schizophrenic paranoia or something. What is your interpretation of this whole situation, uh, the fallout of the IGN plagiarism scandal? And is this a sign, man? In the bigger question, that this is probably going on much more than we think, and this is not isolated to this dude. Uh. So, so what I personally think is I really don't think that this is something mm-hmm. of, of greater occurrence going on. I think that if at most there is one or two other people out there. But the thing with this guy was this guy was a huge character sitting at like the top of the journalism world. And like for, for people like that, they generally get caught like this. This guy didn't get caught for so long because of the people he was copying off of, because mm-hmm. they were little guys mm-hmm. like Boopstick Gaming, who was the guy, uh, the YouTuber that was pl- that that was the initial whistleblower. Mm-hmm. Um, his content was plagiarized. He whistleblew it. The internet reacted, and they found him. And then the, the whole cycle of events continues, where he challenges Schreier, and Schreier pulls him out. Um, quick side note: My favorite part of this story is he's also going to have a hard time finding another job because his LinkedIn page is actually also plagiarized. Which, so, by the way, I I got the the my first and only ever major threat uh, of being like severely hacked somehow in all these years with all my passwords and all my things, uh, which I, which, which did turn out mostly to be nothing, but was scary enough a few months ago to like contact the FBI and so forth. It ultimately, I think turned out to be a LinkedIn hack, uh, that, uh, of all the sketchy websites that you sign up for without even realizing it or the cookies, you know, and, and malware and so forth, that LinkedIn was the one that m- may have exposed me. Luckily, he didn't get any real information. But any- uh, anyways, go ahead. Yeah. I mean, it's just really funny that this guy would plagiarize so much 
that it brought it even comes down to his resume. Like, what, what? Why are you copying someone else's resume? Like that doesn't make any sense. But uh, I digress. How do you? But okay, it, it's one thing if you get to a high position and you get and as he says he got stressed, you know, and you get lazy for a couple weeks. But unfortunately, psychological studies show that plagiarists tend to be serial plagiarists. Like serial killers or serial killers. Like, and and it's it's, pro- it's proven that he is. Like, yeah. So, but at the same time, how do you get to such a position? I mean, I've crushed IGN, and this is going to come up with Alana Pierce because Alana Pierce's sort of why I left IGN video. She claimed that she was never offered money, and she never saw anyone in the editorial staff offered money. She never sniffed it. They never even dealt with the marketing department, and any pressure to like give things good reviews were like very indirect. Um, you know, not being paid off. That's all great. You know, I, I'm willing to just write IGN off as just a company that's too big and has too much power and is just kind of sloppy. But it, it, when your sloppiness allows someone like this to become an editor, it makes you question how that happens. And I know Alana Pierce said she had already decided to leave a long time ago and she got better career opportunities. And we may talk about that a little bit, and that's great. But it, I'm sure the corporate culture that would allow someone like that to get to the top would influence people like her. And let's be honest, many other talented people over the years to leave IGN after not staying very long. Yeah, I, th- th- this is just one of those guys who did, did, did the wrong thing, mm-hmm. got too comfortable, continued doing it, and then failed to admit it in the end. Okay. And it, we, like, like, like it, it, and I actually watched the Jim Sterling video that you that you also watched on this guy. Mm-hmm. Uh. I think I think Jim puts it like in in a really good perspective. This guy should a like like step out like you like, like you did something wrong that was a job in, in the eye of the public. You need to step out of the eye of the public now because like, like you, you you were not doing your job. You were not doing what you were supposed to be doing. Right, but we need we need to clarify and, that he and, didn't do something wrong once. It seems to be a career of doing something wrong, which right, is much right, different. Yeah. Right. And so and so 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 now he needs to step out, say goodbye, and go go live your life elsewhere and yeah. not continue to do things like put up a video that you you a call an apology video that you do not actually apologize in. And B, monetize the video. I mean, of all the industries to plagiarize, anything having to do with video games or computers is the stupidest industry to even try and plagiarize because people are so He's, familiar with technology and easy to find it. His job, his job is for, and listen, I'm sure it's harder than this, but his job is, for what I can understand it, yeah. is to spend two weeks playing a video game and then write his thoughts about it. And then make sure he's not copying anybody else's ideas in the same idea, which is the reason why he got in trouble in the first place. Except this time, he basically copied someone's homework and then changed it. Yep. Yeah. Well, I, 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 and I, I guess my- Avoid, avoiding unintentional plagiarism and then plagiarizing is one thing. Yep. Intentionally plagiarizing and then saying you're not is another. Well, I, and yeah, it's different it, it, when you it, copy someone's paper. 
in high school. That's that's an, a single act of plagiarism. This guy is a plagiarist. Like he has psychological problems. Right. And Schreier, to his credit, very calmly on his podcast, not only hasn't you know. I mean, Schreier is just the most calm guy ever. He doesn't give a fuck. He's so established. But he was really him and his buddy on the um, shit. What's their What's their podcast called? The uh, The Kotaku uh, podcast. Um, anyways, um, we're going to talk at the end about some of our favorite um, video game podcasts. We'll mention it. But you know, they were specifically talking about the mental health of this guy. Like he needs help. Like this is a psychological yeah. condition. When you get this far in life and you are risking literally everything you've accomplished in your entire future and maybe you have a family and your friends are going to look at you differently. And I mean, not only are you blacklisted from the industry, but you're going to have trouble getting any job having to do with editorial or, or writing. Right. I mean, it's not right. like copying your friend's homework in high school. And dude, I can tell you having you know been in graduate school, my professors could barely use an iPhone or a computer except to use the anti-plagiarism software that they're all provided with that they run through all of our papers immediately, even the short ones to make sure we're not. So if my 65-year-old Islamic studies professor who can barely turn on his computer can check for plagiarism, I don't know how this guy thought he was going to get away with it. And Ethan, that's what I'm saying, the sign of a pathology, the sign of doing something psychologically damaging is knowing you're going to get caught and still doing it and that's what's upsetting about it and you feel bad for the guy you know i mean that's that's how i feel well i don't i don't feel bad for the guy himself because he made a he made a choice at the end of the day no but what i do feel what i what i what i do feel bad for is all of the idiots out there who are attacking his family yes and sterling made that crystal clear yeah sterling made that clear listen listen yeah that that, 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 that that that's a common trend on the internet and it yep. should stop yep w- w- which should be like already like yeah it, it, sh- it should already be um yeah. uh, 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 I'm missing the word yeah. um crap missing the word um it should already be a reason enough not to do anything sketchy on the internet as it is because because if you're out there and you're you're, you're doing stuff like that, and then you get caught. Then the death threats, the death threats start rolling in. Yep. Like that, that, that that's already there. It is deterrence. That's already yep. enough deterrence. Like, can I bring in? Can I bring in Star Wars? Can I bring in Star Wars? Go ahead. Go ahead. Who who is undoubtedly the most hated Star Wars character of all time? Probably. Uh, Jar Jar Binks, followed by yeah, uh, older Anakin. Right. But Jar Jar Binks by a long shot. I mean, Jar Jar Binks became synonymous with what people hated about the prequels. Right. Well, sure. Guess what? The guy that played him that was just a stage actor trying to get a gig and got to do Star Wars thought about committing suicide and right. his career was ruined and he's luckily come out recently and started talking about it, Ahmed Best and now he's going to do a one-man play about it which is awesome and he's opening up and that's a guy who didn't do anything wrong, you know? The only thing right. he did wrong was like, what was he going to say? Hey, George Lucas, I don't like the way you're writing this character. Like, which... Which and, and, and as you'll hear later on in Blood Sweat Pixels, yeah. working with George Lucas, oh god, it's not. It's, Ethan, I'm going to lose my mind during the Star Wars video game thing. I know I am. It's yeah. just not. Yeah. It's just. It's actually not as bad as you think. Yeah. But it, it's bad. Yeah. Well, to be fair, to be fair, D- Disney is not doing any better with Electronic Arts. Whatever. Point being. And then you look at what's happening to Kelly Marie Tran, whose character Rose in The Last Jedi, a movie a lot of fans didn't like, and a lot of people didn't like her character, 
or many some people enough people didn't like her character somehow this poor young woman's fault and she's shamed for all the reasons growing up as an asian american she was shamed and she again luckily came forward recently and wrote a beautiful if disturbing and upsetting piece in the new york times talking about how she's not going to let people bully her online anymore and again she didn't do anything wrong but right. you know d- d- try and act her ass off in a movie that i thought was really good but who cares this guy actually did something wrong and when i say i feel bad for him I, I, it was what you just said i don't feel bad for him because he did something really 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 unethical it's not immoral ethan though this is the difference there's unethical and there's immoral immoral is something like that is object like murdering stealing i mean i guess this is stealing technically but like you know immoral is like high level biblical shit this was just very 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 unethical and i don't feel bad for that but i do feel bad in the sense that he's going to get attacked on the internet for no apparent reason because we all know what he did was wrong so just let him go let his shame and embarrassment that's punishment enough right yeah by the way by the way i don't know if i said this in the last one when we followed up on this but i would like to and again i would like to do this um message to ign thank you for working with boomstick gaming because he ign literally like worked with boomstick over two weeks Mm -hmm. and they did three things they took down the article immediately they fired they they fired this guy and then they paid boomstick gaming for all the advertising money that they got Mm -hmm. um off of the article which Mm -hmm. that's literally all you can do in that situation and unfortunately ign got like and, and and this game, which this game is Dead Cells is fantastic. Yep. And both this game and IGN are going to have a, a a bad marker. Not that IGN doesn't have enough bad markers on it, but you know, it, it's IGN. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Most of IGN's bad markers aren't even like terrible things. It's just people throw shit out there, and then IGN gets a bad reputation. I don't I don't like IGN, but I don't think IGN is a bad journalist either necessarily mm-hmm. if you're 12 um <laughs> um but i it, that, that's kind of whole my, my piece on that um yeah. I, 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 I i i i pity that guy I, I really do i pity that guy for thinking that he could either a get away with this or b that uh that, that his his life is the situation i hate to see people in like just life ruining situations and well this is it Absolutely. This, 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 this is this is case one A. Why you do not plagiarize? Absolutely, absolutely. So, you know, again, it's funny. Like he. he he did the absolutely stupidest thing possible, which was dare people to find more plagiarizing, which is of course not so, only so d- easy. D- yeah. Daring the internet to do anything is the stupidest thing. If you gave Reddit the mm-hmm. information to bio to like biotechnology, I guarantee you in three years we will have cured cancer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, like, like. Well, here's the problem, though. Here's the problem. I agree with that in principle, but then you get Elon Musk who is such a super genius that his creations drive him crazy because then we, we go after the super geniuses for not being even more perfect, you know, like, you know, there's been three incidents of the Tesla auto drive failing in the last year. You know how many car accidents there have been due to human error in the last year, but people don't think about that. You know, he's Elon Musk. So he's perfect. 
you got to be perfect and we drive him to insanity and that's that's the problem like and this is going back on what i just about feeling bad for the plagiarists i really feel bad for are the people that we hold up you know who are true geniuses and we just you know it it can never be enough you know whether it's our movies or our technology or whatever like it's never enough and that's why i totally don't care that people like total biscuit rest in peace jim sterling and and the and the twitchers i follow follow, like are constantly going after the people coming after them because it's like fuck you you know do something productive with your life like the revolution will not be televised but it also won't be you at you know adding me you know tweeting at me you know uh, online and thinking somehow you're changing the world or or making any difference with your fucking stupid opinion you know i'm sick of it i'm absolutely sick of it but the fact that that spills over you know even to someone like this i don't know man i'm not sure what to make of it the (coughs) the problem is people keep engaging with it you know like people will tweet like you know famous people tweet like i'm sick of the haters i'm done and then immediately people will tweet hateful things and then they'll engage with it you know like it's it's it's, it is a vicious circle on social media speaking of which i have to tell this story guys because i i told part of this on a recent podcast i recorded with uh with brick girl Brittany. uh but for various reasons <laughs> there's i don't know how much of that podcast is going to come out i don't want to go into it here it was a great podcast but it was very political and uh um well, I am very willing to go on record and say controversial things. I, I sometimes put podcasters in a, a difficult position. So we'll see what happens with that podcast. Um, but it was launched, man, because, you know, they cast Ruby Rose to be Batwoman and she's gay and she's tattooed and she's transgender and blah, blah, blah. And the most predictable thing ever was that people would drive her off Twitter immediately because they're sick of female superheroes and they don't want gay superheroes, et cetera, et cetera, yada, yada, yada. And so I went off about how sick I am about these fucking haters and so um we talked last time about alana pierce which came up in the jason trier thing because she had just been on jason trier's show and she was leaving ign and she's going to no clip which is a great documentary company and she's doing her own stuff she's working for a lot of interesting projects left ign blah 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 and then um you know uh, ethan this (laughs) i hate to keep bringing star wars uh but you know i I am well known and i cop to the fact that you know i love my my beautiful star wars female badasses princess leia janerso ray and so forth you know that's basically what my podcast podcast is based on um but i also love the the badass females on twitch like especially you know dodger and the reason is because as much as i love guys like jesse cox and and tb rest in peace and so forth like there still is a lot of male chauvinism like let's be honest eth how long ago was gamergate three years ago uh, a couple more years. Three, four, five three, years ago? Three, three, four, yeah. Six, yeah, roughly four years ago now. And look, Total Biscuit, although he became more progressive over time, was initially on the side of the bad Gamergate people. Or at least he didn't distance himself enough from it, talking about fake, ge- ge- fake gamer geek girls and, you know, just using their bodies and their looks and blah, 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 blah. Um, you know, and... and, and uh, doxing people like felicia day and all sorts of uh, um, you know uh, f- uh women with online presences and eventually he came around dodger
Dodger stuck through the whole thing. Dodger actually has a very reasonable view on the whole thing. But just the fact that young women can put up with this bullshit and try and like do real journalism and 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 great Twitch streams and so forth, I just appreciate it. Um, you know, other uh, other p- people. And again, this is mostly people that I met on the. Um, the co-optional podcast because if total biscuit liked you and he respected you and you could put up with him you know like a dodger like alana pierce like margaret crone like um what's what's her name um uh uh shannon um you know who sacriel is the 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 the, uh english streamer sacriel and his wife shannon uh uh um she goes by Shannon Z Killer, Shannon Plant. She's one of the. She was one of the heads of Twitch for a long time. Now she does. She does her own thing. Anyways, women like that, lots of respect. So that's how I came across Alana Pierce. No idea how young she was. She came up on the podcast. Then I started reading articles about how when she got like stalker threats, she would find these people's mothers and contact their moms and like shame them into apologizing and leaving her alone. And you know, so predictably, the right wing press would crush her for being like a, you know a stalker herself and it's actually her fault you know this is whole, the whole well if you don't want to get sexually harassed don't dress like that thing you know what i mean it's it's, just, it's unbelievable so anyways so we did the podcast i posted about how great it was and you know it was, it, she's a cool character and then i found a hilarious article that was that was satirizing the the coverage that you know blamed her for her own stalkers and I posted on Facebook, man, and I stupidly uh, um, tagged her, which is hard to do on Facebook. It's not easy to tag people on Facebook. And as you, I, I don't know if you know because you don't do social media, but like <laughs> celebrities don't do Facebook. Like if celebrities are on Facebook, even minor celebrities, it's usually just their ad agency or to put out press releases or promote their YouTube page or whatever. They're maybe on Twitter. They're on Instagram mostly, if, you know, especially young women these days. So I had no idea. She, she she posts like once a week on Facebook. She almost immediately retweets it and makes a very neutral statement about how, you know, that whole story was bullshit. And I think she did it ironically knowing that I hope, I think that she knew that it was a, a parody of the whole thing. Even if so, just a neutral statement is bullshit. And then I immediately started blowing up my notifications. I'm like, what is going on? I never get this many notifications. And uh, everyone's like, oh, this guy, the Bizzle, he made up this whole story about her and he published this whole smear thing. I was like, oh my God. Like, these people, A, think I wrote the article specifically going after her, B, think it's real and that I'm behind it. And Ethan, like, I don't have that big of a follow uh, following on Twitter. Uh, uh, Twitter, but I do have a big following on Facebook. Like that's where my bread and butter is for the podcast and my personal life. And I was like, I could a try and rationally deal with these, by the way, mostly white men who are like defending her honor somehow, you know? And I was like, I could try and rationally engage them or I could just block her 
sadly, you know, I still follow her on Twitter, but I could block her, delete the story, and save my 2,200-plus Facebook followers, which was ultimately what I did smartly immediately. Uh, and just for fun, I actually Googled this whole thing uh, before our podcast to see if there's any trace of it online, and somehow there's not. And it's sad, because she doesn't have the time or care to really you know, look into whether any of this is real or not. But you know, like the fact that this all got lost in translation is just so sad in the state of social media these days. So there, there you guys go. I mean, the, the lesson to you guys, uh, don't try and get the attention of celebrities, even accidentally, and even if they're minor celebrities, especially if they're pretty women, because even if they don't care, or even if they agree with you, they have a lot of psychotic followers to come after you. Ethan, thoughts? Uh, I think you should have just added four Kappas, two Kappa Prides, and one Pepe to the end of the message, and it would have been just fine. <laughs> the fact that they th- thought the Bizzlecast was like this international media outlet, though, maybe I should be flattered, you know, that I could create such a a, a, a piece, uh, you know. I mean, hey, all you gotta do is buy some Facebook ads for 50 bucks a pop and just get yourself out there. But you know, but you have to admit it was a good decision to just end that situation immediately. Oh yeah, I mean, like, probably probably a good idea. Probably. Yeah, but it's just funny. I mean, because I, I went back to the Facebook page. She hasn't retweeted anything. I was like, why did she decide to retweet this of all times? Not even explain to her followers. But anyways, I'm happy for her. You know, she'll continue to get stalkers because she's like young and attractive-ish, you know, but like she's super smart. Leave these women alone, guys. They're just doing their job and they have to work much harder than your fucking white male asses to get where they yeah. are. Yeah, go hit on women at the Acme or something. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Yeah, or at the gun range, wherever the fuck you rednecks yeah. go. That's right, rednecks. I'm calling you out because you're not listening to my fucking podcast because <laughs> you know my politics. So, all right, man, let's get into the media discussion. Except you, Jerry, and I, oh, I like you. <laughs> So speaking of Lada Pearson, and this is the great uh, transition, is one of the first. Now she can. Now that she's not under IGN's iron f- f- grip or whatever, uh, she can stream. She can do let's plays. She can do her own videos. And one of the, f- I think the first like new like actual video she posted that wasn't like why I left IGN was. I hated No Man's Sky when it first came out. I thought it was bullshit. And now with the new update, I maybe would nominate it for Game of the Year. I was like, whoa. And she explained why she loves it so much. She says it's probably not quite in that category of God of uh, of War and some other games. And, um, you know, she, she thinks even Spider-Man's going to be better in some of the other games. Uh, but she talked about, um, you know, how it's changed so much. And, Ethan, this will lead us into the discussion I teased in the beginning, which will also include Destiny 2, uh, which I know a little about from you. You'll mostly talk about in Sea of Thieves, which I didn't even realize was still a thing, which is... We keep giving these games second chances, even when their launches are complete, you know, based on complete lies and fabrication, like No Man's Sky. So, before we bring in Destiny and um, and, and Sea of Thieves, I have to ask you, Ethan. I, I just want to interject real fast. Yeah. The, the, the only game I've known of in the past year with quite the same controversy with lying... I think the next one past this would probably be like Fable of the Past mm. and some other games that I'm losing off the top of my head. Yep. But like most games don't like lie. There's a lot, there's a very big perception that people like these corporations lie to you, but 
they they really don't and people get hyped so, up which right. is the the big the, the the big cause of all these stories but go ahead go ahead right so look i i'm a pragmatic practical person right like i've been having a discussion um a pretty active debate with my a comic book slash Star Wars contributors about the morality of killing genocidal bad guys, right? I'm with Luke Skywalker. If you have the chance to take out a genocidal bad guy, you got to do it. But you look at Batman, Superman, and Captain America, and they will go out of their way to like not even kill Hitler. You know what I mean? And and, right. and, and I realize it's escapism, you know, and, and, and it's fiction, but I, this, this is for kids, and we are trying to teach them lessons. And I think George Lucas, you know, is sending a message by saying, look, the Jedi, if they have to do something, Obi-Wan has to decapitate a bad guy, like, he'll do it, you know? to save millions and i'm on that side I, look so i'm a practical guy but i am an idealist so I, I in principle i want to not have given no man's sky a second chance and have nobody give it a second chance because of how many lies were behind it but for whatever reason people kept giving it chances kept waiting for it because the promise was so great so that two years later now it's actually a very good game in a lot of people's estimation so I want to ask you about whether you think, uh, I don't know if, how much you've played it, it, whether you think it is a very good game at this point, but first of all, Ethan, should we even have given No Man's Sky another chance? Like, shouldn't we just in principle have protested this thing from the beginning? So the, so let, 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 me, let me first by explaining that the, the, the type of game we're talking about are games known as live service games. They are games shipped out at the $60 price tag generally. Yep. And they are given out with the promise that we will continue to update this game through paid DLC or free updates or events or some mixture of wada, 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 whatever. They will continue to update the game with more to do is the gist. Um, now, and so for a lot of these games, what will happen is, and I think all three of these games, Destiny, uh, Sea of Thieves, No Man's Sky, are all perfect examples of this, regardless of their outcomes. Mm-hmm. And uh, with the exception of Sea of Thieves, because I think it was just a lot of people were disappointed, but not like and disappointed and underwhelmed, but didn't think they were getting cheated. Um, versus the other two. Destiny because everyone hates Destiny but also loves it and No Man's Sky because they lied about a bunch of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, people, uh, they, it, when all the hype died down for Sea of Thieves way back in March um, and ever, like when everyone who was not going to be basically playing, keep continuing to play the game left to play whatever the next thing was mm-hmm. because that's, that's kind of how the active gaming community works when people are looking on like the Twitch communities or the YouTube communities or whatever. And they're watching the, the big head streamers and they're playing the next game and blah, 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 blah. Like that, that, that's that mentality is watch one game, see how it is, maybe pick it up, buy it, move on to the next one. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the, the community that was left for sea of thieves, the, I don't know. I don't know the specific numbers, um, but those who were left were basically formed and became the community, and they told Rare what they wanted with the game, and Rare continued to update the game based on what the community wanted. And the promise with Sea of Thieves was is that it was $60 at launch, and that 
you like there will be full-fledged DLCs that come out for this game, but we will not make you pay for them since you already paid for the game. Your ticket to the game has already been paid in. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the first of those DLCs, I believe, came out or is about to come out uh, recently. And I haven't heard anything bad about it. Uh, I haven't seen much good about it either. Um, but what I know from several CFT streamers that, are, that I've watched in the past is that they are all faithful in these in, in this upcoming content that it will be worth the $60 price tag for those who felt it was underwhelming back in March at, by the end of the year. So what, what really happens with these games is, is that the community that stays behind when the game was underwhelming – um, and that that's the that's the base term I'm gonna use for all of these games because yeah. that's because putting it any other way either has to I have to explain the situation with the game or whatnot. So underwhelming is just mm-hmm. the flatline term is I was no longer interested, I left playing the game. Mm-hmm. People left because they were underwhelmed mm-hmm. or whatever. And then people who are friends or whatever or they see this game, like they're like, Oh, I wonder what happened to this game six months later. And they'll come back or they'll watch a stream or they'll watch a video or whatever. And they'll say, wow, this game got really better by the time it was, but by, by, in the time I was gone, maybe I will go pick up a pre-owned copy from GameStop because I traded it in, or maybe I'll boot it up or I'll reinstall it or what, blah, yada, 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 yada. And that's how these games with live services really work mm-hmm. for um, a lot of players because they will put these games down, pick up another one. When there's no content, or when they got it originally and said, I didn't like this, put it down, play something else, pick it back up when it's better. And that's what's happened with all three of these games. And I'm going to throw in a fourth game as a prime example of this, which is the one that's actually only succeeded in and had its good graces upheld. Uh, and actually, I can throw in a fifth as well. Um, Warframe is the best example because when it launched people were like eh this game is cool but there all of these things can be so much better about it and then they spent four years doing all of those things and now it's got its own convention solely for the game so that 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 shows you how successful that went and then you have um elder scrolls online which was very unpopular mm-hmm. on pc at start mm-hmm but it actually released on console and then started to get a following as the game was continually being updated and expanded upon and started to grow as its own MMO. Mm-hmm. So that, 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 that's kind of that, that's kind of what's going on with games with live services mm-hmm. uh, at a very extended uh, explanation. With Sea of with, with um sorry not Sea with No Man's Sky, yeah. what happened was is you had a very small community, and when I say very small, I mean very small. We're talking less than 20,000. I'd say in America, a little more than that worldwide. I'd say I definitely less than 100,000 worldwide, which is very small for... is It's, it's small for a very big AAA game. It's... Especially for a, a, current, a current... So, like, the, the previous Call of Duty would not have those type of numbers... But the current Call of Duty would have above those type of numbers. Is what I'm trying to say. Um, with No Man's Sky, they they had that very small community 
who stuck around the two years that it took for them to update it. They told them what needed to happen because they listened to their community and they finished their game. And then all of these people said, this is what's going on with this game, guys. You should totally check it out to all the people who were like, I'm underwhelmed by this game. Hmm. And then all the people who are underwhelmed picked it back up. And then all the people who were underwhelmed and said, I like this game now, tells everybody else and that how great it is now. And that's that. That's kind of how that's kind of how this happened. I have so many questions. Um, <clears throat> so okay, No Man's Sky, Destiny Two, Sea of Thieves, Warframe, Elder Scrolls. So I would put No Man's Sky and Warframe on one side, Elder Scrolls and Sea of Thieves on the other, and you can tell me about Destiny Two in the sense of Warframe and No Man's Sky are pretty hardcore games. I mean, they are difficult games. Um, I've played a little bit of No Man's Sky. I know what's required, especially in survival mode. I and I know about Warframe because, again, I almost exclusively know about Warframe from the streamers I watch. Sea of Thieves, all the stories of like the the 12-year-olds who have their mics on accidentally who are running around, you know, and Sea of Thieves <laughs> and so forth with their Xboxes. Oh, it's so funny, though. Yeah. And Elder Scrolls, let's be honest, is the mainstream title. Destiny Two is kind of in the middle, right? Um, like, I, no, it's 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 triple A mainstream, but but right. But I, I'm saying it, it, it's it's yeah. it's here's what I'm trying to get to. Situation is unique. Right. It's situation is. But unique. here's what I'm trying to get to. I'm trying to determine the, the factors of why people would, after all the lies, all the broken promises of No Man's Sky, wait a full two years. And objectively give No Man's Sky another chance. We know people are not good at giving anything in life objectively a second chance that they have a bad first impression of. Here's, here's a little list I have about games, okay? Quality, replay, price, promise, right? So there's probably more. Quality, replay, price, and promise. You know, promise being like the big idea or like what, what it could be, the potential, right? Sure. So what what combination of those, like, w- w- was the potential of the f- false, at least at the time, false selling point of No Man's Sky so appealing to people that they would wait so long and give it such a fair shot two years later? I- I'm having trouble understanding why. I'm not saying they shouldn't, Ethan, in an objective world where we all give things second chances and so forth, but I'm saying humans being the irrational people that they are, trying to understand why people are giving No Man's Sky such a strong second look. I'm having trouble putting it together in my brain. Sure, sure. So so uh, I, I, I did explain it briefly at the end there, so I'll explain it in some... I know, I'm just I'm having trouble easier. wrapping my mind around it. Sure. So, so you had this very small community like I was saying, a very low population yeah. that was telling that was telling Hello Games, this is what we want out of the game. You should update it in this way and start to improve the game and blah blah blah. Took them two years. Here's your here's No Man's Sky next. Here's the current No Man's Sky. Alright. It's to you guys, you can play it. All of these people who are currently playing the game are telling the people through their friends, through social media, through whatever, through Twitch, through whatever are telling everybody else who was initially uninterested or doesn't know about it or whatever that, hey guys, this game is good now. You guys should play it. And so the people who were who were underwhelmed, remember that's our baseline term, underwhelmed, uh, basically, in this case, pissed the fuck off that this was 
$60 and a lie and a cheap scam and blah, 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 blah. Uh, either they still had it or whatever. Uh, they looked at it and they said they, they, they saw they saw the footage and they saw what was happening to the game and they saw how it looked and how it played and blah, 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 blah. They were like, wow, this game looks really good now. I'm very interested in it. And then it's just the ball from there. It just rolls and rolls and rolls and rolls to many more people. That, hmm. that that's the that, that that that's that's the best way to explain it is is like because I and, and I I literally watched this happen in real time because the first day No Man's Sky Index came out I have a streamer that I really like to watch King Italian he was underwhelmed with the game at launch he was like man I'm so excited for this game and then it comes out and he plays it and he's like yeah hey guys uh, yeah this is uh where's this where's is the money coming game. from by the way Ethan where's the money coming from. <laughs> so no no seriously because we talked about how no man's guy ran out of money there was a flood you know they had to rush it they so it, all it, sales. what's that there's their sales right so people weren't returning the game this is what i'm talking about this is why i said price i, I should have it wasn't just that people bought no man's sky they bought it and despite their disappointment they kept it waiting for it to get better and this is what's so shocking to me so why? Well, a, a there lot must of have been. Re- let me finish my thought. Didn't return it. Even ahead, in the bullshit stripped down, all the lack of multiplayer, like obvious major things which they promised, which weren't in the original. There must have been a nugget, a kernel of something in the initial product that had people thinking maybe this could be a thing because you can't trust them. The developer has no credibility. It's not like PlayStation went to bat for them after all that nonsense for better or worse. Right. So uh, like I'm trying to get in the mind of the consumer. I I just don't understand. I know you've tried to explain it to me. Maybe this is just one of those. Maybe it is what I said. Like, like me, we've been waiting for a game like this forever. And we're so desperate that we were willing to take the chance of wasting $60 and sitting on it for two years. Right just in case it came through and it somehow miraculously came through. And by the way, did they replace Sean Murray and bring in a whole new team? Where did the new $20 million investment come from? I don't understand how any of this is working. Okay. Let me put it in a way you would probably better understand. And by the way, I'm not angry. I'm just having trouble understanding. No, I know. I know. know. No, no. I know you know me, but to people who might be listening for the first time, like this isn't Bizzle being angry like I was earlier in the podcast at the assholes. This is just literally a a lack of comprehension. Okay. Imagine we are both (laughs) Mass Effect fans, which is a lie. Only one of us is Mass Effect fans. By the way, I stalled at 50 hours. I just spent an hour trying to find what level a fucking waypoint was at. There's like a four level thing, and it told me that it was on every single level. I spent an hour jumping around trying to find it, and I was like, that's it. I'm out. Yeah. I'm out. Let's pretend for a second. Let's pretend for a second that both of us are... Mass Effect Very 2 is one of the best beloved games Mass Effect fans. All right, I'm a and Mass Effect we 2 both, fan. We yeah. both bought, and I, I know only one of us is a Mass Effect fan, and that's you. No, no, no I am a Mass Effect 2 fan. I just want to make that oh, clear. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Okay. For purposes of this example, mm-hmm. yes, we me. are both sure, sure. super shills to Mass Effect. Sure. We own every collector's edition. We bought whatever $800 edition of Mass Effect Andromeda. All right, sure, and. You are so you so much so like you kind of like the game. You're not sure how you feel about it, 
you play it every now and then. But I hate the game so much, I just I hate myself that I even bought it. And yeah. then I put it down or I return it or whatever and I just I just I, I lock it in a closet, all right? Mm-hmm. To never look at it again. All right. What has it been? What has it been? Roughly a year since Mass Effect? A year and yeah. three months, four yeah, months, or something? And by the way, I, hold on. I want you, all I, of the updates. I know. I, I want you to keep the, going. Uh, I, I just want to point out this is a great comparison. And again, this is just me being biased towards single player games, and I am giving these single player games a second chance in the same way I'm critiquing people giving the multiplayer games a second chance. So full full disclosure, I understand that I'm being, if not hypocritical, then a little two sided on this. Go ahead. You you play you play Mass Effect. And by the way, Andromeda, fifty hours. I'm happened. happy with that. You know right, how many games I right. get fifty hours to and have fun? Not that many. And I might even come back at some point. Right, which is my point. Yeah. Like you've thrown fifty hours into this game, and you're saying, Ethan, you should totally unlock that closet, assuming you haven't soldered it down to prevent yourself from getting back in there. <laughs> All right. Like I, you should totally to. open that closet put, up. By the way, I reinstalled Battlefront too. Because it's so <laughs> it, it is so much better now. Yeah. It is so good. I and you start streaming it, too. and you're telling everybody else, all of your followers, mm-hmm. that this game is so much better now. And then I start playing it, and I'm like, holy crap, this game is so much better now. It's yeah. everything I kind of wanted at it out of the first at lunch. Yeah. I'm so excited to play it. Uh-huh. Here's and the, then I start doing that with all my followers, understood. and then the ball rolls, yeah. and it just goes out. Here's it's the, the difference. same thing, yeah. regardless of the yeah. game. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing, just spread out and no man's sky is a little bit weird because it was this super hyped up game that everybody wanted and it's also that also leads to its credence that yep. everybody wanted it to happen and now that that's what it is mm-hmm. everybody wants to play it again here's the difference the difference is andromeda's problems on launch were traditional bethesda-esque problems i know it's not bethesda but bethesda type problems of bugginess essentially which has been around forever and i'm not excusing it and it definitely hurt it and it deserved to be hurt but the fact that they got accused of like a bad narrative and bad flow and stuff i just don't agree with and so i think that 50 percent of the reason andromeda failed was earned uh at most and 50 percent at least was unearned and again yes i am judging it based on the fixing of facial animation and game breaking bugs neither of which i've experienced whatsoever compared to other games whereas i would say 95 percent of the bad reception of no man's sky at least was deserved on launch that's the difference in my opinion if it, the, the, the best way I can describe it is, in, 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 in non-video game terms, is if there was an album from a band you really like mm-hmm. that came out and you were so pumped for it and you bought it and you were like, man, that was a really bad album. I don't like that at all. And then two years later, they put out another album and you're like, no, nah, I won't pick this one up or I won't pay attention to it, or, or you didn't even know about it, and your friend tells you, hey, this is really good now, and lets you sample all the songs, and you know that's what it is going into it, and you're like, man, I really like this now. I'm going to get it. Regardless of what the price is, regardless of whatever you spent in the past, if you know that's the entertainment you're going to get out of it now, you're going to want to buy it. Regardless if you felt cheated in the past or not. 
Right, right. But what I'm saying is No Man's Sky launched based on things that were promised that were lies. There was nothing promised right. in Andromeda that was a lie. They just had poor execution. Right. I know. I know. Yeah. I know. And that, 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 that's what yeah. I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Regardless of what the circumstances between those two games is, mm-hmm. the overall point is if you know that the entertainment you want is out there, regardless of what happened, a lot of people are willing to, to are still willing to just go out and buy it. Rather than rather than rather than just say no, they cheated me once in the past, so I'm gonna refuse to give myself a good time. No, that yeah. doesn't make much sense either. I, I, that's not what I'm saying. And again, in the perfect world, I I agree in giving everything and every one second chances, unless you're a genocidal killer, in which you should be killed um, or put behind bars forever. But yes, video game, sure. My my question has always been why this game with so many lies. Did people think there was a chance that the lies would become truths? Because we don't even trust. Like for example, I don't. We like, we blame. Oh, oh, I see what you're saying. Like we blame politicians. Like, like Hillary Clinton was destroyed for apparent lies she told, of which ninety five percent have been have been proved to be not lies whatsoever. And we have a president we know it was lying ninety five percent of the time, and he still got elected and tells lies all the time. Because Ethan, let's be honest: if you say something loud enough and regularly enough, people start to believe it. And I wonder if that happened with Mass Effect. I mean, sorry. The, little slip there i wonder if that happened with no man's sky that people let me put it this way i think it's an accident that no man's sky started to get good and people have given it a second chance i think in almost every alternate universe with no man's sky it would continue to be bad and there would be a some large minority that would continue to delude themselves that it was good the way that no offense destiny people continue to delude themselves that that game is good or i delude myself that mass effect andromeda is good or whatever in almost every scenario it would just be fans deluding themselves that the product was good because they don't want to accept that they were wrong. And the fact that No Man's Sky is turning out to be decent, maybe, is fascinating. Although I do want to explore the possibility that even people I trust, like Jason Trier and Alana Pierce, might be deluding themselves about No Man's Sky. But that, of course, brings us to the whole art interpretation thing of if you think it's beautiful and you find it beautiful, then I suppose it is beautiful. Right? Like, if you like grinding, dying constantly, and mining resources for hundreds of hours, like, then you're going to be happy. I, I want you to... This is a human psychology question at this point. That's all, you know. It, it's fascinating. I, it, it's fascinating. The answer to what you are trying to say, which, and what I will leave it at this is, is very simply, over two years, mm-hmm. regardless of lies... Regardless of controversy, regardless of this, this, and that, regardless of anything, two years later, the people who were still playing the game because they still enjoyed it or they still liked it or whatever. I'm not those people. I can't can't explain to you why they still played the game. Those people still played the game. All right. (laughs) They, they, They told other people, hey, this game is good now. And then someone listened, and then the next person listened, and then the next person listened, and people found it to be true that this game was good now, and then people wanted to enjoy the, the, uh, that this this game, and that's how that that's how it works, and that's how all of the, all three of these games work, uh-huh. and all these live service games work that end up that start bad or underwhelming, 
grow. Wonderful picture. Um, <laughs> what? Deception? Jin? Have you come to kill uh, me? Sorry. <laughs> I'm gonna put in the Sagara quote. <laughs> you should. You should use that. You should use that picture for the thumbnail for the. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You're right. Um, uh, every day, more lies. Point point is, point is, point is. Yes. They updated the game. People said it was fun now. Some people listened. Found it was also fun now. And everyone knows it's fun now. Right. And now that everyone knows it's fun now, you have the choice. Yeah. You're not not part of this hype cycle where you have to also buy the game and be on the hype train going into the game. You know it's good and you buy it or you don't. Yep. And, and you know, and and so yeah. many people have like like because, be, because of how the internet works with all of these YouTubers and all of these and all the all the media out there, the, a lot of a, all of our favorite viewers gave the game a second chance. Yeah, and honestly, and, it, I, I want to spin and, this and positively. They told the truth, and no, they told the truth. I want to spin this positively. Yeah, because I want to move on to a couple more topics because it's just fascinating. We could debate this forever. Which is, this speaks great of gamers, um, but. Yes, I do think the live services thing is huge, and uh, you know, I, I, I guess I think it's a shame because being a single player guy that people won't give single player games a second look. Because let's be honest, Ethan, from a purely logistical, monetary, computer power, etc. standpoint, it's much easier to fix single player games than it is multiplayer massive games, right? And so it, it, it but. People continue to give, you know, Bethesda games, you know, 90,000 chances. So I guess it just depends on the franchise. I think Mass Effect, essentially, people were burned by a combination of Mass Effect uh, uh, 3 plus Dragon Age 2 and Dragon Age Inquisition. Like, people were just sick of Bio, you know, Bioware not living up to potential, and, and that, that was ultimately it. Um, whereas Bethesda ultimately, you know, puts out enough good products. Uh, enough goodness in their product, I should say, that people give it chances for their single-player games, right? But um, So let's move into the Destiny talk. Tell me about the updates. Um, and can, But can you can you lead in with sort of this psychological profile we've been doing uh, as to Destiny? Um, do a little self-evaluation as to why you stick with it and wh- why enough people are sticking with Destiny 2 to, to keep the updates coming? Sure. So... Uh Destiny for me has been like what uh, uh, De- Destiny for me has basically been my wow experience mm-hmm. um, because the it, 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 even the, the game itself is no longer the game itself. It's now down to the social experience for me. Yep. I am I'm vastly into the social. Yep. Which, by the way, gaming space for Destiny. Itself, just as an example of this, one. just an example of this. So, uh, People have started streaming on Facebook along with Twitch. Ethan, I gotta say, I was watching Jesse Cox's World of Warcraft stream the other day uh, simultaneously on Twitch and Facebook. It looked and sounded better on Facebook than Twitch. Just saying. Just saying. Facebook is really pumping out there. So, uh, that being said, Jesse Cox bashes World of Warcraft. As soon as any new update or, 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 uh, or expansion comes out, he plays it. And even while he's playing it, he goes, this game sucks. I hate this fucking game. And he, you right. know, he's exactly. like putting thousands of hours into it. So, you know. Exactly. Yeah. The, the, the people of the Destiny community are the, the most blatant masochists I have ever known. Because... They hate themselves so much they play this game. 
like because they, they I, I, I don't, I, it, it's, it's very hard to understand the love hate relationship of the Destiny community unless you're in on the community. Um, but it's, it, it, it's very odd. Um, as soon as, as, it, like, like, as soon as Bungie, basically, basically, to sum up how Destiny fans feel, mm-hmm. every content release is great, except when it's bad. And it's always bad one month after launch. Yeah. And it's always Bungie's fault unless it's Activision's. Mm-hmm. That's basically to sum up how Destiny fans feel. Um, and what, what was basically happening was Destiny 1 launched. It went through its whole thing. It built up over three years. It was finally looking good. The sun was shining. It was great. Everyone was feeling good going into Destiny 2. Uh-huh. And then they kind of just lost a bunch of magic that made the game great. And then they spent a whole nother year now um, basically recapturing all the magic. Sure. And it looks like Destiny will finally be like finally back to the point where it's going back up the ladder like traditional MMOs do. Like generally MMOs or live service games get better each time you update them. Warframe is the best example of this because over four years, it is it rival, It is on the top of the Steam charts for player bases, which is huge. Like, like, I, can't, I can't even explain like, how huge it is. You'd have to... Like, like, it, 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 it's, it's like saying... Um, It's like saying among all five, all the top five TV shows on on the air right now, you're you're up there, like you you are in that top five. That that that's how huge that is for that game. And that they they had to spend five years making those incremental improvements hmm. and building upon their game, and that's what they did. And that's what Destiny has been doing. That's what. Sea of Thieves started doing. That's what No Man's Sky was doing because there was four or five patches before No Man's Sky Next that laid the groundwork for No Man's Sky Next. And without those patches, No Man's Sky Next wouldn't be as good as it is. Um, Elder Scrolls Online did this. Uh, you could trace this back to any MMO. You could trace this back to any live service game that's ever that's ever done something like this through DLC or updates or whatever. Like these games build upon themselves and they become better and better and better and better and better and better from what they initially were. Mm-hmm. Generally speaking, mm-hmm. the underwhelming ones out uh, outweigh the market, mm-hmm. and then they eventually just become better, 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 and then they then they become good ones. Can um, can I can I give you my just real quick sure. final thoughts about No Man's Sky, Destiny Two, Sea of Thieves, and then your final thoughts on that, and then we've got some news topics. Sound good? Can we all can we also talk about CD Projekt Red? Well, that's a news topic, isn't it? Oh, okay. I wasn't I wasn't sure if that was news or if that was just I wanted to sport Cyber- about CD Projekt Red. C- Cyberpunk? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we're going to talk oh, about okay, Gamescom cool. and, and that, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, cool. Okay, okay yeah. cool, cool. So, here here's why I'm at. By the way, I bought No Man's Sky. <laughs> oh my god. Justin. I got it for $20. It was like briefly 20 bucks. I'm like, how can I not get this? On PS4? Uh-huh. Oh, man. I want to play on PC. <sighs> oh. Yeah, well, I mean, it's just easier. I, for you. I no, know, kidding. but I, it was just easier. I'll buy, I'll, I'll buy it for you. Look, Christmas press if Schreier, Pierce, and all these other people I follow say they love No Man's Sky for twenty dollars, if this was already a great update, I was like, you know what? 
They're clearly committed to updating this game. And at some point, I'm going to want a, a game to sink hundreds of hours into. And this is going to be the game. So I'll get it to you for Christmas for the Steam sale. Awesome. Or the Christmas Love you, buddy. Sale. See, the thing is, I think Sea of Thieves is surviving for only two reasons. And maybe this isn't even up for debate. One, people love pirates. And two, it's very pretty. But I don't think there's nearly... And it's only Game Pass for $10. We're going to get to Xbox service, so save it for that. But, like, I know you don't believe me, but a game, if I had the right system, which maybe will happen, and got to a game with a little bit more evolution, I would really be into is Destiny, because I love smooth, pretty, fast-paced, but cool sci-fi shooters, you know? Like, to me, Destiny 2 is so much more appealing than Sea of Thieves, I would never play Sea of Thieves based on what I've seen or heard. Destiny 2 is definitely a game I would get into if it were a little bit more, you know, developed or whatever. Like, uh, so I, I just, I don't, see, I, don't, I don't see the Sea of Thieves thing. I, I, I can't see it. I, I'm not seeing it. Maybe I don't like pirates and I'm a terrible person. <laughs> it, 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 it's very much a sandbox game where it's very, it's very much Minecraft, just, Meaning we're not, not giving you any narrative or substance, so create your own fun or you won't like it. That's what you're saying. Correct. Yeah, which is Correct. bullshit. And it's same thing with No Man's Sky. It's just, no Man's Sky is a little more driven and has quests and some story and actions and stuff like that. I suppose. I suppose. I suppose. I don't know. Hearing Lana Pierce describe like a single mission where she discovered a piece of alien language and unlocking another planet like already sounded more fascinating. Than oh yeah, but it's, of- it's up. It's up. It's up to you to get there and to get all like. To I know, get, but you, yeah, do, doing it, No Man's Sky quests are described like this. Instead of starting with A, B, C, and D, you are doing N, Z, B, X. Mm-hmm. okay so. well, whatever okay let's get to news um so i'm trying to figure out how to group this together uh okay well let's start with the xbox announcement um because we were talking about sea of thieves and um uh the what is it called the past the uh xbox live pass or whatever ethan quick quick quick, quick interject yeah. i know you want to hear this matt smith is going to be on oh, yeah. star wars episode nine who matt smith. deep that was a doctor who joke um, i know yeah <laughs> they keep adding great white people to the movie i'm like god damn it star wars you keep adding great white people add some great people of color jesus christ don't you know that basic is only talked by <laughs> I mean, what's not being uh, talked about is the main new young main character is a young black woman who's up and coming, who also was on Doctor Who. Uh, but they keep adding white people. They added Dominic Monaghan. They added Matt Smith. They added Carrie Russell. Was it Martha Jones? I don't know. Anyways, uh, but yeah, that's anyway. cool. Yeah, it's gonna be. It's gonna be great. It's gonna be great. Um. So okay. So Ethan. Microsoft's Xbox subscription service is official. It's going live. It's already live. It lets you lease either an Xbox One X or an, a standard Xbox One for $35 or $22 a month, respectively. I thought it was a S and an X. An X and S, yeah. Xbox One X for $35 a month or Xbox One S for $22 a month. Sorry, sorry, sorry. You said, you said basic Xbox One. 
or Xbox One. So well, S S is like the the the. It's the new standard, model. but the, okay. the, 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 there there is right, the whatever. original. Anyways, sorry, yeah, I was they, they did something that. similar, uh, but not as comprehensive six years ago, subsidizing uh, the Xbox 360 with Xbox Live Gold at the end of that cycle. You need to commit <laughs> to two years. You get Xbox Live Gold, and you get the Game Pass for ten dollars. Um, uh, which normally goes for ten dollars a month. Ethan, I'm sure you are shocked to hear that I think that this is a giant scam and actually doesn't save people any money. And I don't understand why anybody would do this. No, don't no. I, at, the, at the end of the day, it's, it'll save you $20, $20. on either deal. Yeah. 20 bucks I, and you don't own it. You <laughs> You're are leasing someone, it. <laughs> so here's, here's who this makes sense for. Here's who this makes sense for. This makes sense for the people who Suckers. are, are <laughs> living paycheck to paycheck who want. Yeah. That's true. Relatively, yeah. a, the 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 highest level of gaming available at a reasonable cost, which would be the Xbox One X for the thirty five dollar payment. Or no, two I days. agree with you. I actually agree with you. But Ethan, and here's what I don't get: Why didn't they bundle this? Make a deal with a cell phone provider? Like, why not bundle this with a cell phone service for the same exact reason? I thought that's what they were going to do. Because Microsoft phones are bad and they got discontinued years ago. But no, I'm saying it doesn't even matter. Like, you know what I mean? Like, like you know, like Apple uh, with the iPhone initially, Apple made the deal with AT&T, which was singular at the time, not because they were the best service. They were actually the worst, but because it worked with the product and rolling out the product and the service together. Like... Like, I don't understand. Like, this makes sense for a cell phone. This makes sense for... Or, or a cable plan. Why not make a deal with Comcast? I mean, Comcast will literally do anything to take your money. Yeah. Uh, I, I, it, I, I don't know. I'm not... I'm, I'm, I'm not someone who owns Microsoft stock. I don't know. Um, I, do you what, think, what you're saying... Yeah. What you're saying... What, what, what you're saying is a valid theory. Uh, what I would also then interject with is is from what most of these companies phone companies like sell to is not a majority basis of gamers especially gamers who want new xbox that would be the only thing looking in the way of the phone deal but i mean the thing is if they had 30 percent more good games this would be great they just well they they don't have the game that's where the game pass comes in because the Game Pass think. is going to give you all of their exclusives. Which is nothing. Which forever. is nothing. Well, well, which will be... I mean, the fact well, that Sony by, is churning by, out so many good games by that... 2019, <laughs> by 2019. By 2019. And, and, and this, is, this is actually a perfect tie-in yeah, to, go ahead. to Cyberpunk, which uh-huh. we'll get into in a second. This is the perfect tie-in. This works out well. Because you can get an Xbox One X... Which is the, it is the most powerful hard console hardware on the market, and I, I will loop it in in a second. Don't worry, you can you can put your pitchforks down about that. There's no games to play it on. Okay, you're gonna have Sea of Thieves, Gears Five, and I, I'm I'm gonna assume all of these games are gonna come out excellent, and that they are going to get 80s or above in all of their categories or something. Okay. Which Sea of Thieves has not done, and and Sea of Thieves will be much better by the time, but by the time this, by the time all these games come out, fair? Get get, get it? Can I go now? Be good. 
as long as you yeah. talk about the fact that Sea of Thieves isn't even close to an 80%, but sure. When, by the time that all of the games I list come out, that this deal is worth it. And this, this deal, the, the, the overlying problem with this deal is that it requires faith, but I'm going to go into all the pros. And now that I've said the cons, let's go into the pros. You'll have Sea of Thieves, hopefully a fully updated Sea of Thieves, Forza, Gears of War 5, Halo Infinity, and most importantly, you will have the most optimized rendered available edition of Cyberpunk 2077 because they made a deal with Xbox. Not exclusivity, but it's going to look better on the Xbox One X than it will on PlayStation. And that's a big deal for a game like this. So... That's highly theoretical, what you just said, but whatever. I know, that, that that's why I said the con is faith. You have to have faith in that all of those things will come to fruition. Well, the, the Cyberpunk thing is not, but... Can, 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 I, name a, can I name a few a few games? Just, 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 just shout out a few games here. Few games. Okay. Oh, and, and, then, and then the other 1,200 games that they're adding to the Game Pass that you can play for free, but go ahead. Okay. Um, Spider-Man. Ghost of Tsushima. It, 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 this, is not a competition. this is not a competition between... Last of Us 2, Red Dead Redemption, A Days Gone. Jesse, this is not a competition between Xbox and Sony right now. We it is, though, because if you look, it's not in an... If you're not going to save money on the system, especially as compared to the cost of getting a... You know, look, the stats show that people buy a, a, a system and play a handful of games per year. So not only are you not saving that much money off an Xbox, you're really not even saving that much money off of a PlayStation and your favorite three or four games that you're playing on your PlayStation. I have diehard Xbox friends as I keep saying who are selling their Xboxes so that they can specifically get Spider-Man and a handful of other games coming up. I, I and, and, and so, 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 I, I my, my point wasn't about this is a better deal than a place uh, than a PlayStation's. That was not my point. My point was the reason you would jump into this deal mm-hmm. is because you live paycheck to paycheck and you can afford this and it's going to give you and you like all of the games I mentioned. Mm-hmm. You're going to like all the games that come with Game Pass mm-hmm. and you're not going to have to spend the $60 to get them and that you're also going to have the best cyberpunk experience possible without playing on PC. That's just one game. That's one game. And let's be honest, hardcore fans love The Witcher 3. But even people like me who have played RPGs and games similar like The, Witch, uh, like the Witcher for my entire fucking life have had trouble getting into the game because it's so hard and so fucking complicated and janky at times, as brilliant as it is. It's not as accessible as Spider-Man, as Last of Us, as God of War, as Horizon, even as Detroit, certainly not as Red Dead Redemption. And by the way, games like Forza and, um, uh, and, uh, what's the shooter? Um, I always forget. The guys with big muscle shooter. From oh, Gears. 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 <clears throat> yeah. Like, those are based on old aging franchises that may or may not attract you know new players like if you're into those franchises you probably own and want to own and have already owned an xbox for a while if you're into forza and gears of war you know you're like i just i just don't see it it's not just the quality of games it's the number of accessible games of new games it's this should be way cheaper 
but really what they should do is just cut the price on the hardware way down and, and offer it for, you know, 150 or 199 Like, you know, we talked about in our book review of Sega versus Nintendo. This is, micro- this is Microsoft we're talking about. I know. Well, I appreciate you trying to defend them, but you have to appreciate that. I, I, I don't think I'm attacking it them was, irrationally. It was, it, it, it was never about... It, it was never about the... The... The, 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 the primary point I was trying to put out was... Mm-hmm. That someone paycheck to paycheck could pick this up, not yeah. that, sure. that it, because because someone paycheck to paycheck, it, people Americans are impatient. Okay, yeah. Someone paycheck to paycheck may not be able or have the patience mm-hmm. to save up their money to buy the clearly superior. Now that you've made your case, Jesse, PS4 and all of its games. Okay. So, and and so the logic. That a person that would apply to this if they wanted to get if they wanted to jump into gaming mm-hmm. and they wanted to have the best experience possible yep. for something like the the, the point is okay let, you know I do if I was Sony you know I do if I was Sony if I was Sony I would do this exact same thing tomorrow oh, yeah, that, that would really screw them over yeah but, let me let me just scratch <laughs> everything I just the the, the the bottom line is is yeah. this is an excellent entry point for people who want to, who are living paycheck to paycheck to jump into this but that's kind of it. That's kind of all it does. It doesn't. It, it gets them a fee. It, what this really does is this sells units off of their shelves. Here's the problem, though. Man. That's kind of what it does. They're they are assuming that people being used to doing this with cable and cell phone service is going to translate. But since before I was born, literally going back to the Atari, it was always a buy a console, buy the games. So yeah. they're, they're hoping for a sea change in people's understanding of how we purchase and consume video games. And that's the part I'm not really sure about. Yeah. I think it's smart because they're going to get a few people to jump into this mm-hmm. and sell a few more units. I think that's why they offered this. How effective it will be at the end of the day for them to make money, I have no clue. Okay. All right. Well, look, I've talked a lot, as usual. I've been blabbering. I have one more thing to mention, which is just I can't believe they're trying to port Stellaris to consoles. I don't know what they're thinking. Stellaris is so much more complicated than Civilization. Yeah. I wanted to ask you about this. So... So I've I've seen yeah, I saw the, the last bit. time the, the last time a, a big strategic game like this that I can mm-hmm. remember was ported to consoles Starcraft. was Civ Revolution for the PS3. Right. Yep. So what I want to ask you is yep. is how and, and this is just how this is not this is not a great bet anybody out there who likes controllers or consoles and does not think that they want to spend $1,100 to spend on an excellent, clearly superior experience on PC. Sure. This is more of, this is more of an objective statement because the game design into these things, which as once you start listening to the Halo Wars story, just you wait, this is a big point. Mm -hmm. Um, Do you think the UI in Stellaris would work well with a controller or do you think it would be severely limited by it because i know stellaris is not Mm turn-based well i will say this as complex as the gameplay is i don't use a lot of hotkeys i mostly am just zooming in and out and clicking with mouse 
And the port of StarCraft to N64 is generally considered to, while not amazing, have gone over way better than it should have back in the day. And that was real-time strategy. And Ethan, you know how I constantly complain about, I wish I hadn't bought Witcher and um, Divinity on PlayStation, and I want to play... So... I actually think the UI is more complicated for Witcher's inventory system and just in general for Divinity than it, it than than Stellaris. For me, the bigger question is: Is the average console user going to have the patience and care about a game like this if they don't already play on PC? Especially because Stellaris, as we've talked about, runs great. I mean, I, I, I have found almost no game of its quality and relative newness that I can stream on my Mac using relatively ch- uh, cheap streaming software, not even with a capture card, and have it work out relatively well. It runs so smoothly. I can pump up the graphics. I mean, I've decent new macbook pro but it's still a 13 inch macbook pro it's not a real computer it runs great so you would think that those people would at least have a 600 laptop or a 400 laptop right that they could i mean that's the thing you could buy a laptop not much more expensive than a, a console that would run stellaris so that's the part i don't understand but maybe here's the thing Eth, maybe this is like paradox investing in the future as we're always talking about like can't we get some peripherals on consoles maybe paradox that excels in games including role-playing games like pillars of eternity and including their grand strategy games like this maybe they don't expect so much to be super successful but they're trying to start making that connection i don't know that's just pure speculation from me what did so so for, for, for me, and th- th- this goes into all games, just not a few. Um, when a game plays better on a controller, I'll mm-hmm. play it with a controller, not my keyboard and mouse. Like The Witcher 3, which I started playing recently, finally. I don't play with keyboard and mouse. I play with a controller because Tooth and it tail. Perfect example. feels yeah. better Tooth and playing tail. with a controller yeah. than it does. Like, third-person combat games, generally speaking, feel better with a controller than they do with a keyboard and mouse. Strategy games are severely yeah. more playable, yeah. not because not because it feels better to play with a keyboard and mouse, but because yeah. you need a mouse to reach from one yes. corner of the screen to the yes. other very quickly. Except, so, except for... Yeah, that, that, that was the brilliance of yeah. Halo Wars because uh-huh. it didn't need a keyboard and mouse the way it was tuned and played yep. with a controller. And so if they pull it off right, and which I'm assuming they have because mm-hmm. there's no way in hell they would have released the game unless it was playable with a controller, obviously... And they're using a much older, simpler version of the game as well, which is okay. smart. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So that so that le- that leads credence into just how much they needed to change. Yes. To get it to work with a controller. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. I think I to, to 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 what you were saying about um, whether like why would you want to buy it on the console if I can play it on my on any laptop? Sure. It just comes down to. It, it just comes down to I want to play it on my console with my friends because that's where my friends are, or right. that's this, this is where this is where I'd rather play it. So that that's kind of where it comes down to. If people want to yeah. access games in a certain medium, they will. They just will. Like I didn't strive to get into PC gaming because I had a whim and wanted to. Uh-huh. It's because that's where I really wanted to play games. Yep. Um. 
it's, it's all about the environment and what you're comfortable with for a lot a lot of games a lot of gamers like it, whatever whenever i was working at gamestop it like the the way when people when people were asking for recommendations mm-hmm. it really like on which console they should go with and for a lot of people like because they were parents and they were buying up for their kids they just didn't know but what i told them was first things first you buy the console where their friends are mm-hmm. you don't separate the friends from each other that's just an awful idea the second thing is the games and then the third is just which piece of plastic you prefer to play on because <laughs> it's like yeah outside outside of those first two things there is no difference yeah like there's very little yep so um so the game that I've been trying to get you to not actually I haven't been pushing that hard, but the game I would love to play with you on for, specifically for this experiment and because it's super fun is a 16 bit, a new 16 bit uh, RTS called Tooth and Tail, which is a very stripped down Starcraft S game where it mixes like Animal Farm with the Russian Revolution and you play like murderous uh, rats trying to kill, you know, murderous raccoons and so forth. Um, uh, and sort of a isometric, a top down thing. But instead of like constantly doing build orders and trying to control tons of units, you have like one main captain with a flag and everything is revolving around the flag. And they actually, even though you can get it on computer, when you read the reviews, people prefer to play it with a controller because they really designed it for a console experience in mind. And it's priced somewhere between 10 and 20 bucks. And it, it's very hard, but it's really built for just, you know, one on one play. Um, and, and quick games and so forth. So there's one where they specifically designed a stripped down RTS with a with a really cute um, and uh, personality filled RTS um, experience built for the, for a control system. But yeah, dude, I have no idea if Stellaris is going to work. I think it shows that Stellaris is, as I've been thinking, selling much better than you would think for a game like that for them to take this because as you pointed out it's literally starcraft on the n64 civilization revolutions or whatever and now stellaris so that's pretty impressive and again you know um do you well let me ask you this and we'll finish up with a couple quick stories we've been hinting at the you know the bridging of when and how the bridging is going to happen when it comes to you know adding more peripherals and giving more computer like control to consoles do you think that's going to start happening before the consoles themselves are radically redesigned or do you think we have to wait for the steam computer or the ps you know pro super pro computer to happen before we start seeing that I think we're going to start seeing integrations mm-hmm. this upcoming gen, next gen, mm-hmm. or the following gen, okay, or somewhere in between, because it's it's getting it, 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 it's really getting the the bigger some of these corporations get, mm-hmm. it, it's it's crazy to think in my mind how much money these corporations are missing out on by refusing to re purpose assets mm-hmm. and throw it out on PC and then make a ton of money because launchers aren't that difficult to make. I can't imagine it's not like, like Battle.net is a perfect example because Battle.net is very simple. Mm-hmm. It's literally, it literally comes down to, and you don't even need all the social features. Like if you take out, if you take out two, three of the five things that Battle.net is made out of, 
which is the social news and Overwatch League like mm-hmm. tabs and in, in overlays and whatnot. Yep. You only really have the game system and the shop. You have the games tab and the, top, the shop tab. Mm-hmm. Literally, the two things you need for a launcher. And, and by the way. So, Battle.net is based on Kali, which no one younger than me remembers what Kali is, but it was one of the first, you know, multiplayer protocol systems, matchmaking systems that was for the original StarCraft and became Battle.net, but now Battle.net for StarCraft 2. And dude, it worked in the 90s, it works now. I mean, it's not right. it's not complicated if you know what you're right. doing. By the way, I still play StarCraft 2 and StarCraft Remastered, never have crashes, no problems. Like some companies just know how to do this. It's, you it, know, it's- it's crazy to me that it like I it's crazy to me that none of these companies have said and besides EA, um, but that's whatever that's their own games. Yeah, um, have have not made their own launcher with a shop. Not even a shop. You don't even need a shop. You can have your shop online. Mm-hmm. You just plug in a t- you plug in a key to your games tab and it starts downloading mm-hmm. like. You download a game. It, all you have to do is repurpose assets from your from older titles. Mm-hmm. Give them give, give them fresh looks. Give them just a nice spit shine. Whatever. Make sure all the optimizations going through. Mm-hmm. Like they, like it's. I know it's expensive. Like it is expensive. It, it, it wouldn't be cheap for these companies to do it. But the money they would make in return is the, the value they'd make in return is so much better. And once you set up that system. It's not hard because you then you get like it, it, I'm not even going to go into the corporate talk about it, but like it would be highly wise for these companies to get into the investment of this. It, it's it's just surprising it hasn't happened. It's just it's just the 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 gaming the gaming uh just uh, the the gaming market is so mm-hmm. bent on. Uh, just exploiting the. I, I the just point. think it's interesting that paradox. Which is, you know, an established, successful company, but isn't the biggest company. I know it's... it's So I'm not totally clear of the relation between Obsidian and Paradox, even listening to the Schreier uh, book. But the bottom line is, between the two of them, they're they're making very heady RPGs and very heady uh, strategy games, but they seem to be reaching people. And, And... you know, we can dismiss the great sales of StarCraft 2, you know, as just being Blizzard and being StarCraft 2, but the fact that th- those games sell well, World of Warcraft continues to sell well, you know, things like, uh, you know, the tabletop-esque games, like, you know, <clears throat> like, um, uh, fucking, um, why am I forgetting this? Blizzard's, uh, card game, um, uh, Hearthstone. Hearthstone. You know what I mean? Like, games that typically have been considered fringe, super nerd games, you know, are, are, are so successful. I think there's more demand for this, and there's no way they would have tried to even think of porting, and we'll move on, porting a game like uh, 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 Stellaris to console unless they thought they would at least not lose a ton of money. Can we at least agree on that? Yeah. 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 So. But there's so many games out there that are literally just waiting as cash cows. Mm-hmm. They just haven't touched. And I don't know if they know this mm-hmm. and they're just, they've kept it in their pocket. I'm sure that's what the case is. Um, or if they, or if they're just like, eh, that's too much effort. And we're going to, we're just going to wait on that. Right. Um, which I'm, which is also probably part of the equation. Sure. Um, 
but ga- games I'm thinking of, um, Bloodborne mm-hmm. is the biggest one I can think of. Yeah, they oh. would make yeah. so much money yeah. if they release Bloodborne on PC. They would make so much money if they release Red Dead Redemption on PC. Mm-hmm. They would make so much money mm-hmm. if they released the Master Chief Collection on PC. Mm-hmm. Like, like these are literal cash cows that uh-huh. they have chosen not to cash in, and I don't know why that is. So, okay, so this was something I was talking about today with a buddy of mine who's who's a giant, even bigger Star Wars fan than me, Tim Drossi, who's been on the Bizzlecast a bunch. We talk Star Wars. He he plays the shit out of all the Battlefront games just because he's a, a shameless, you know, Star Wars shell, and he understands the problems. And we were complaining about the campaign and how like a tiny bit of tweaking and, and extension of the Battlefront campaign would have made it way better. Um, because the the story around it and the literature around it is actually quite good and quite interesting, which is Ethan since the modern warfare games. How many like straight up FPS single player campaigns can you name that have been like classic single player campaigns? I can't think of more than two or three at most. Classic FPS. Like, the, the, the way that like when Modern Warfare 2 and Modern Warfare 3 came out, yes, the multiplayer was great, but those campaigns are super memorable and everyone remembers playing those campaigns for the first time. If we're just going to, let's just eliminate all Call of Duty games from that conversation yep. Yep. just because yep. all, they're all, they're, all they're, they're either all the same all or gone. we have difference of opinions on nope, them or nope, whatever. Nope, nope, I agree with you 100%. All eliminated. Um, hmm. <sighs> Like, like traditional boots to the ground? Yeah, and that's, or by can, the way, sci-fi be included? side note, what I'm saying is, if Destiny gave me a 10-hour amazing campaign, that would hook me in to the entire thing. It seems like that would be worth the investment to get someone like me. But back to the discussion, yeah, boots on the ground, even eight hours amazing single-player campaign since Modern Warfare. I don't think it exists uh, on the current generation. I think the great FPS campaigns were the PS2, PS3, and Xbox and Xbox 360. And I think all of the remastering. I was going to say, if you want to yeah. say Red Dead, maybe. That's not that's not a traditional si- single player FPS first player. Third, okay, fine. Um, yeah, that's not. Yeah, I would argue Fallout. I would. I would. No. No. I no. No, like uh, almost on rails FPS, like old school Call of Duty style, like not even partially open world, like you know, like Hold totally. On, because, there's, because there's three games of that genre now. Mm-hmm. There's only three games of that genre. So I know no, that's that's impossible to argue. I know, and what I'm saying is, you look at all the remastering of the Call of Duty games and The Last of Us and the Resident Evil. It's really starting to look like the. PS2, PS3, Xbox, Xbox 360 is by far the best generation of games. And for all the cool, relative coolness of some of the current generation, I think overall, as I've been saying, I think the PS4, Xbox One generation has been disappointing in terms of games. I really do. I don't think there's, it's been that revolutionary in terms of sheer gameplay, whatever you think about the technology. Yeah. Speaking of sheer yes. gameplay, go. I'm giving the Cyber mic to you for final thoughts and I, whatever you want to cover. Go ahead. Cyber, I just want to quickly go over it. Um, if you haven't had a, got, got a chance to watch it, yes, I seriously would treat yourself to it because it will a 
set your expectations for the game, mm-hmm. even though they, they, they now they explicitly say that this is not the final. It's not representative of what the final version of the game could be. Okay. But the other day it came out that the a dev for Cyberpunk said that the game is playable from start to finish. That they confirmed that the game is playable from start to finish, which means they are no longer in. We're making side quests. Yay! Let's continue making side quests. Yay! Let's make new guns. No, we're not doing. They're not doing any of that anymore. They're 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 uh, they're cleaning the windows. They're they're making sure everything's uh, all the ropes are tied. They're making sure. What the hell does no that mean? Speak English. There's no bugs in the game that make all of your weapons disappear when you walk two feet into a bar. That's what they're basically doing at this point. Ah. Uh, uh, so they're they're making it playable. They're making it fully okay. playable throughout the entire game, basically. So you don't run into any issues and anything that distracts you from your campaign. <clears throat> Mass Effect Andromeda. Um, anyway. It's just um, the waypoint system. It's literally the only but, but, flaw but, left but, in the but, game but, is the waypoint that, system. That, that, it's so that, frustrating. That's my point. That's yeah. my point. That's it's really point. frustrating. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. They're, ba- they're basically making sure they're making it sure that Mass Effect Andromeda does not happen in the Cyberpunk 2077. Sure. That's what they're doing at this um, Understood. So that, that, that that's good to put it for additional reason because you know it's it will come out next year, which mm-hmm. is cool because initially we were worried it was going to be to 2020. Mm-hmm. Now we know it'll be as late as 2019, which is great because it comes out sooner. Yay. Um, but I would seriously treat yourself and watch it because it is 50 minutes, but it's 50 minutes of showing you what exploring this world is, is all about. And it, it, like from what from what they showed off, the first thing is is that uh, like The Witcher Three, it'll have no it'll have no loading screens, with the exception of you fast traveling, of course, because fast travel. But if you were to walk from one edge to the map to the other, there is no there's no no no, no none of that um, um, loading screens, none of it at all. Hmm. You don't have to open a door. And be like, oh, I'm in this building now. I came to grab one thing and then leave and then have to sit through two minutes of loading screens. None of that. Hmm. None of that. The full world is open to you to just walk around and explore. The second thing is that they have made they've created an AI for mm-hmm. all of the people in the city to be all individual characters with all individual paths, houses, occupations, jobs, etc. Mm-hmm. So it They've created – to date, this is the most complex AI system mm-hmm. to be in a game to create the reality that you are literally walking through a city. Mm-hmm. Um, it's pretty cool. It's a lot of effort into a detail that is important but not the most important detail in, in, in a game. But it's really cool that they're really pushing the feeling that you are in the city. Hmm. Um, which shows the dedication that they have to making this game. Hmm. Um, so de- de- just on revolutionary gameplay standpoints, mm. those are two important ones. Mm-hmm. We've seen the now the the no loading screen thing is not necessarily new. Mm-hmm. We've seen the obviously The Witcher Three, but then Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild followed up and also did that um, same thing. Unless you were fast traveling, the entire yeah. world's open to you. Hmm. Um, Interestingly, by the way. You'll be interested to know that Alina Pierce compared the best parts of uh, No Man's Sky to things she really liked about uh, Zelda. Mm-hmm. 
but yeah, she sense. still thinks Zelda does it way better. <laughs> Not surprisingly. Not surprising. God, um, I, that's the thing. So, I mean, as much as I want a PC, I want a Switch. <laughs> um, Not really. I just want to play so, Zelda. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, so, so wait, go ahead. I, 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 I'm, I'm really looking forward to this. I really am. Yeah. Yeah, like, this looks really good. Like, they literally, so they, they, they built The Witcher 3 to be an open world game. I mean, which they hadn't done. Yeah. They, 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 Witcher one and two were semi-open world. They were f- fully open world games that we came to expect mm-hmm. through all the systems in Witcher three, mm-hmm. which really took off and was really popular. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they're going to take a lot of those systems that they, and all the skills that they learned and apply that to the cyberpunk and make it better. Yeah. That already sounds good to me. Mm-hmm. But they're they're taking it a whole step further, and they've made this beautiful open world that's fully explorable. Uh, as a full city, not just you're exploring the the, the roaming the roaming the roaming lands of mm-hmm. uh, medieval Poland in a video game. Um, so that's totally different settings, but yet you have to watch the video to really get a sense of scale. It's mm-hmm. hard to describe and give it justice. Mm-hmm. A because I don't want to overscribe or underdescribe what's going on, but B sure. because it's really you're really better off seeing and believing and looking at what's going on in there. So if, even if you want to take just 10 minutes or five minutes or whatever, take a look at it. I wholly, I highly recommend you do that because one way or another, we're all going to be checking out this game in a year or less. And it's important to know whether or not you're going to want this game or not, because this will be uh, for better or worse, uh, an important talking point mm-hmm. coming up. At, at some point in the future. Well, it'll be interesting. I mean, look, you're saying it's going to run better on, on Xbox. It will. And obviously everything runs better in theory, a, a great comp- PC system, but it's still going to sell two thirds of its pr- product on, on the PlayStation based on current unit sales. So that'll be interesting. Um, yeah. Let me ask you this. This will be my final question. We'll do final thoughts. Um, Ooh, the- and then I want I want it. One more quick thing. Okay. Okay. Um, so you, wait, no, I'm going to give you one more quick thing, but here's my question. Okay. So of these uh, PS game, exclusive games coming out next year, so I want you to, to base your opinion on the hype f- and expectation factor, meaning you give more points to it if it's less hyped and less expectations, but you think it'll be cool versus more hype okay you'll know what i mean when i name the games and which one you think will ultimately be the best as compared to its hype okay Mm -hmm. red dead redemption 2 uh days gone which we still know almost nothing about which is supposedly coming out in february ghost of tsushima and death stranding like based on the hype factor expectations what you're interested in and product so it doesn't have to be the best of those but like the one that will ex- meet or exceed the hype the most of those four what are you thinking because i think it's days gone i think they're sitting on days gone and it seems like the, they have so many great bigger name exclusives coming out but it it, it, it seems it's hard, like the, it's yeah. it's really hard to say yeah because so and that's why I'm asking you. <laughs> so so all of like the four of those are extremely hard to, to so so we're talking about so 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 let's let's look at what we're talking about. 
we're talking about a Naughty Dog game that mm-hmm. has nowhere near the same perception that all of its other games have gotten. I'm, I'm going to send you a and, couple and, others and, just to compare these two. In a not good way. In a not good way. Yeah. Um, Spider-Man, which has nothing with but hype coming from behind it, but what I what I think will be good, but will not be supreme necessarily i don't know i mean i don't know honestly and, and, dude, that, that, that's that's part yeah. that that's partly because you and i are both not looking at this game no but here's the thing as, yeah. as, as as i really need to play this game like yeah. i i look at spider-man and i say that looks really cool guys i hope you like it like i mean here's the thing dude I, i'm not normally into these types of games i'm not normally into batman at all you take out the Batmobile from Arkham Knight is one of the best games I've ever played. The problem is 65% of the fucking game is the horrible Batmobile. I mean, it literally ruined the game. The same way the waypoint system is ruining Mass Effect after 50 hours, after 30 hours of Arkham Knight, it's such a good game when you're Batman, but they keep putting you in the fucking Batmobile. One mechanic can ruin these games. Spider-Man, it looks like, because it's Spider-Man, he's not going to have a Batmobile. I don't think it... Let me put it this way. It, the best parts of Spider-Man don't look as good as the best parts of the Arkham games, but there's the fact that you don't have to deal with that other bullshit, and Batman is so overplayed at this point i'm gonna give spider-man benefit of the doubt even though i don't really care right right i'm 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 not i'm not cutting it slack i'm just not interested yeah agreed there's a difference between not interested in agreed um agreed so spider-man has only from a hype behind it but at the same time like i'm not part of that hype so i can't speak i can't speak into that so i'm gonna i'm gonna give spider-man second place I'm going to give Red Dead number one because it has the most hype behind it. It's coming from Rockstar with a perfect, damn near perfect track record. We disagree on this, but whatever. The rest of the internet would disagree with you. I'm sorry, Jesse. Not Austin. We don't like fucking Grand Theft Auto, but who cares? Austin doesn't like Grand Theft Auto because he got banned from online for using mods. There's a difference between <laughs> there's a difference between not liking something and you Shut abuse their terms of service. Roasted. You abuse oh, their terms shit. of service. So I hope Austin's not listening to this one. I'm gonna tag oh, him on this knows, podcast, baby. He knows the story. <laughs> Yeah. Also likes GTA. Games. No, it's fine. Hey, hey I oh. told my Alana Pierce story. Everything's out in the open on this podcast. We're honest. We tell you. We tell you behind the scenes here at the Bizzlecast. Okay. Um. It, regardless of what you say, plat it, not platinum. I don't know why I said platinum games. Rockstar has a near perfect track record. Yeah. Bes- with the ex- with besides besides Red Dead on its own. So Rockstar releases their games when they're done. They don't wait. They, 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 or just, they wait as long as they need to. Yeah. So I, I trust that Red Dead is done, good, ready, and living up to the expectations that everybody hope it is. Sure. Everyone has full backing behind it, unless they, in, in, unless it's no, unless it's worse than Red Dead One. I fail to see how this is going to be bad. So I'm putting, I'm putting Red Dead at number one. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess I'm putting, the problem is. I'm putting yeah. at, I'm putting yeah. Days Gone at four, and I'm putting mm-hmm. Death Stranding at three, mm-hmm. and those are interchangeable because it's Kojima, but we also know nothing about the fucking game, like literally nothing. Well, let's be honest. Like the reception and people's opinions uh, about um, 
uh, Metal Gear Solid Five. Not only are split, but even the people who like it is split about the parts of the game that they like. And right. the, he, we don't know when he was let go and what he did and what he didn't do, right? And so we just don't know. Um, the only thing I'll say about Red Dead is part of what makes uh, the, I, I trash Grand Theft Auto. I have no interest in them, but I will say part of what makes those games great in terms of a franchise is they have no business having a good campaign and story on top of everything else, and they, yet they generally do. Even like on the DS version, for example, you know. So <laughs> what I'm saying is, I have no doubt that the production quality and the gameplay of Red Dead are going to be great. But they're not Naughty Dog in terms of batting essentially a thousand at Naughty Dog in terms of storytelling. So, uh, so if they nail the story or even do a really good one, then they're golden. I failed it, and, and th- those extra features were never Kojima's thing. So that's not. Yeah. No, that, no, but that, you know not, what I'm saying about uh, about I, Rockstar. I, 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 yeah, I I know I know what you're saying 100 percent with that. Yeah, my point with Rockstar was is they've batted near perfect uh, a near perfect. And it's hard to be near perfect. Sure. Like I, even Naughty Dog is is Naughty Dog's great, but there I wouldn't say they're I wouldn't say they're rock star level. To be honest with you. I'm not saying in terms of gameplay production because that's totally subjective. Storytelling, the stories told in Uncharted and The Last of Us in particular could literally be oh, books sure, or sure, movies. Sure. I, I, I Red Dead I, I, Redemption... I, I hold on, let me finish. Let me finish. Red Dead Redemption could definitely be a movie. All the Uncharted games could be movies. Last of Us could be a movie. Grand Theft Auto has a great story. In general, they have great stories for what it is. But what I'm saying is Naughty Dog, whether you like playing the Uncharted games or not... And by the way... I've gone back and tried to play some of the older games. I'm like, okay, I've been through this. I don't need to do it again. The gameplay does get old after a while. I would agree. But in terms of sheer storytelling, Naughty Dog is is amazing. I'm not saying Red Dead Redemption 2 needs to have an Uncharted 2, let's say, or Last of Us 1 level story to be amazing, but it needs to have a pretty good story to be amazing. That's all I'm saying. Oh sure, and Red yeah. Dead did have a good story. No, I know. From and what I'm I saying, understand. and I'm saying, if Red and Dead I, Two I, has even seventy five percent as cool of a story, but people remember, people loved the ending of spoiler alert: uh, Mars didn't getting killed, and then the postscript with the sun, and now you're playing the sun, I suppose, right? Or is it a prequel? Uh, I, think, I think you're playing I, the sun. I don't know, to be honest with you. Yeah, but what I'm saying is, people were really happy with how that wrapped up, whereas the Uncharted games are always left open, and even Last of Us was left open. So they have a lot of narrative, just sheer narrative. Like, look, I'm listening to the Jason Schreier book. They were, like, halfway done Uncharted 4, and then they fired the woman in charge of the project in the story and redid the whole thing, you know? And to be honest with you, as I've told you, Uncharted 4 is not one of my favorite Uncharted games. You can sort of tell that, you know, that they change directions midway. I think Lost Legacy is way cooler than Uncharted 4, Mm -hmm. even though the production values of Uncharted 4 is amazing. I mean, I didn't realize when I went back and played the old Uncharted games, I'm like, oh my god, Uncharted 4 gameplay is spectacular. But in terms of storytelling, they had told better stories before, but the fact that Uncharted 4 is one of the best stories ever, and yet is still not one of the best Uncharted stories, all I'm saying is, 
this is a compliment to Rockstar and Red Dead, but also a challenge to get a great story. Whereas the Kojima games, you know it's going to be crazy and nutso no matter what. You know what I mean? Like, right. that's part right. of the challenge. I wasn't, I, I, wasn't, I, was, I was more of, I was more of calculating a whole package for all of them. Yes. Because, because when you look, what, what you look at with Days Gone, my thing with Days Gone is not the game itself. Mm-hmm. What, so so, so what Days Gone has going for it is this. Uh, first of all, none of these games are Sam bad. Whitworth. For Sam Whitworth. Sam Whitworth. None of these games look bad. Yeah. When when I look at Days Gone, what I see is a Naughty Dog has a good track record. They do. They do. They really do. So Days Gone is not I, Naughty Dog. Oh, is it not? I thought it was. I thought it was Naughty Dog. No, it's a it's a PlayStation game. It's Ben Studio. It's another one of their studios. Yeah. It's a survival game. It's like an open world sword. survival game. Yeah. No, it's 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 called Bend Studio. You can look it up. Huh. I thought yeah. I don't know where I got it in my head that Days Gone was Naughty Dog. Well, because it's a Naughty Dog esque PlayStation studio. But anyways, okay. the point okay. being um, it you know, the, the the performance of Sam Witwer, who is an award winning actor voice actor he played star killer i mean he made the the force unleashed star wars games way better than they should have been he's an amazing voice actor he does the palpatine's voice and all the properties he does darth Maul, maul's voice and all the properties he's just great all around physically a great performer and if it's a true survival game where it's not just murdering like it's like the old school resident evil games type stuff i i think people will love it so the fact that they're being they're they're holding it they're holding their cards close to the vest as they say Ethan is either because it's not going to be good or it's going to be great and they're wanting to hide it from us it's it's clearly one of those two things so if it's the latter and it's just great and they don't want to ruin any of the plot twists and give too much away then great but that's that's what I'm saying I think Days Gone has the highest potential but it also has me the least um, sure that it's going to be decent if that makes sense. Okay. And I'm not normally into those um, games, but this is definitely one I would play because of for, the actor for, and, and just because of the feel and the look from what I've seen. Sure. For me, just mm-hmm. me personally, yeah, I think Death Stranding has those potential. I know. I've never because, been a Kojima guy. That's the thing. Just, 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 because, just because of the motif that Kojima just has and his MO in general. Plus the fact that like we're all we're, we are literally all the fish on this hook right now. We're like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> and we're we all want to know so badly. And so if it is like this super grandiose tale and like this like supernatural and ridiculously yeah above par video game, we'll all be fucking floored and like. Yep. Be be supremely satisfied with it. At the same time, if it's incredibly underwhelming, which I feel, which I somehow have the gut feeling that it's going to end up being not bad, just not. Wait, are we talking about Death Stranding? I'm sorry. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I f- I feel like it's going to end up being un- like underwhelming for I mean, a lot of Days people. Days Gone looks like- physically better. I mean, visually, Days Gone looks better. But again, we don't know when we're seeing the footage from these various things because we see trailers every goddamn year. I mean, right. like Horizon Zero Dawn, people had convinced themselves was never going to live up to it and somehow looked even more glorious in the end. But that doesn't always right. happen. Right. So, it, it, 
this this is a hard pack list of games. It is. It's just it's really Red, Red Dead takes it because it wins out of I know. all of I the just love that Sony is so good at this point that even you need to take them seriously. <laughs> I've never not taken them seriously. I know, but even Austin admits, you know, he wasn't give, in, into PlayStation give for a while. You yeah. give me shit just because I want to support no. the other, other No, no, no. Well, no, but Austin brought it up. Austin talked about how, like, uh, he wasn't really into uh, PlayStation for a while, and now he's, like, you know, he's playing games like Detroit in games. I mean, that's the thing. They've got games for everyone. Like, I can rag on Detroit, but, like, I can't rag on the fact that it's a quality product and people love it, you know? Like, th- that's when you know your system's hitting on all cylinders is, like, oh, I like PlayStation games. I'm not even playing Horizon or you know fucking uncharted like that's when you know you're rolling on all cylinders and that's what i was talking about microsoft ultimately is like yes ideally if you're into forza and all the games you mentioned great package but you don't have that much choice outside those central games and playstation you have you know literally two dozen at least games to choose from and you can pick four or five and that will be enough to satiate you you know what i'm saying and so to go back all the way to the beginning i'll give you final thought because i know you had one more thing if playstation does exactly what microsoft does and it's slightly more expensive they will just run microsoft out of the market that being said i don't think sony will do it yeah so okay go ahead what's your final uh, story thought whatever you want or thoughts my, my final quick story is yeah i want it since, since we're since we're on the since we're on the uh, since we're on the embarrassing stories train today uh-oh uh i clicked on a clickbait article guys i can't believe i did it you see what happened well, sure was, you read jason schreier that's clickbait <laughs> ayo <laughs> Kotaku's really uh, recovered their image, I have to say, and it's yeah. almost completely because of Schreier. Yeah, yeah. I, I I clicked on this article. I forget from who it's from. It actually may have been from Kotaku, oddly, ironically. <laughs> um, it wasn't Schreier though. Sure. Um, you, you see, it was titled "Why I Think the Legend of Zelda: Breath of the Wild May Not Have Been as Good as it, it as it is now as it was at launch." And it was this guy who was trying to make the argument that a few cherry-picked forum posts tells the story of how people were more dissatisfied with the game now than they were at lunch. You mean because people like Jim Sterling, who gave it a 7.5 out of 10, were almost run out of the country with hatred yes. from Zelda fans? No, that's a separate story, but... Well, no, what I'm saying um, is I respect people like Sterling who immediately said this is an interesting, cool game, but it's not my kind of thing. To say now that it's not as good as was originally hyped is pathetic. And you haven't even told me the full story, but go ahead. No, no, no. The, the, the entire story is this guy picked like two forum posts, yeah. random, like random forum posts, not not like not not the not the main breath, not the brain, not the main Zelda page where this was trending or not not a not not a not a big forum site like some random obscure forum sites that you would if I threw the names out there you'd be like huh what's that site even um and then you you read like the rest of the article is like two paragraphs and then just the comments for two pages is just nope 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 just following up and I thought that was really funny though interesting um interesting. it's just it's in response to the to the article name it's just everyone saying nope mm-hmm. which is partly zelda fanboyism partly just it's really funny that that's the response because this guy made a really bad article and a clickbait he wanted that all right man well i want to end this podcast thanking you for a bunch of stuff non non-sarcastically 
Um, yep. I want to thank you for being on. Uh, first of all, thank you. sarcastic. No, no. I want to thank you for being on. The first, you, you said the first part wasn't sarcastic, so I'm assuming this part is. No, no. None of this is sarcastic. <laughs> I'm going to literally thank you for stuff. I want to thank you for being on all these podcasts, putting your heart and soul into it. These are honestly some of my favorite podcasts to do. Um, and uh, I, I look forward to the awkward controllers, but I also love our one on the one. And uh, do you want to do a, a blood, sweat, pixels uh, book review when I get through it? Yeah, absolutely. Talk about some of the uh, because, <clears throat> guys, just so you know, Ethan gifted me blood, sweat, and pixels, Jason Schreier's book, and you're you were like, again, the way I undersold uh, uh, console wars to you, you undersold it to me. You're like, oh, you're gonna like some of these games that it's about. Literally every single game are games that I've played and loved or are interested in. <laughs> Or the, the, by the you, way, you by the way, yeah, yeah. right now I'm downloading off the Mac App Store 60% off Pillars of Eternity. I'm so pumped. So, oh, really? Nice. Yeah, they've got a 60% off Collector's Edition yeah, the, on the Mac book, App Store. The book really sells you on each of these games and the stories and now I'm behind about, it. I'm on the Uncharted Four story, which I was referencing. So, yeah. I'm already uh, pillaging. Did you, are, are you? Did you do Stardew Valley yet? Or no? No, no, no. Because I'm I, like halfway the through. The Stardew Valley story was yeah. the best story in the book so, by far. So we'll do that. So thank you for that. Thank you for being on. Um, and, uh, you know, con- all, all the contributions here and, uh, just in general, man, like, uh, this has been like a great, uh, the, a great, a great project we got, we got going on here and literally the entertainment for the rest of the night, the three things from now until I fall asleep are working on this podcast, listening to the Schreier book and playing pillars of eternity, all of which are due to you. So thank you, my friends. Indeed. So any final hey. thoughts to the Bizzlecast listeners? This has been a great discussion, which just goes to show you, man, in the land of the video game world, sometimes you get no news and then you get a bunch of stuff. And sometimes you don't get like straight up news, but you find these big stories that sort of come together just by us talking off air and then it congealing together into a bunch of topics. I want to I want to I want to say my two final pieces here. Uh, first final pieces. Uh, we're coming up on game awards. I know you love those. Um. So that's cool. Uh, Wait, but what? It's really, I thought that yeah. was. I thought that was December. Uh, it's it happens early December, but if you look at oh, the remaining contest, if, if you look at the remaining contestants here, sure, we're not really looking at a lot of single player games. I don't even think Red Dead's gonna make okay, this so year's awards. Let's end with this. Let's end with this. I think God locks. Of War what are locks for nominations? Gonna, what what are locks for nominations? Well, I, I can't I can't speak to everything right now, but I, what I know is is that God of War is a huge contender, which we talked about way back when, and we were like, man, if nothing else competes, God of War will actually like be in there, and it, it, it nothing else is so far really competed. So oh, God it's of definitely going to be in there. Oh, oh yeah. Well, it, it, I, I would not be surprised if it does win either RPG or Game of the Year itself. So. Which, you know, I mean, again, I think runners up, I'm not mentioning any names, runners up last year are better than God of War, which just goes to show 2017 was a spectacular year. Yeah. I'm not saying God of War is not good. I'm just saying if God of War wins, it deserves it. But I think, you know, I think all of the main uh, Game of the Year award nominees last year are more revolutionary and interesting to me than God of War. So, all right, buddy. Well, thank you so right. much. And uh, yeah. my second point is oh, yeah. really, uh, that's right. It's your boy. I brought the voice back. <laughs> I just wanted to tell you that you can check the link in the description and go to my Patreon and support me. All right. Lies. That's all I wanted to say. Jesus. 
<laughs> that Saw Gerrera gif is definitely going on. <laughs> People are going to have no idea. It's going to be like IGN, uh, the, the Bizzle's misadventures in social media, uh, Jason Schreier, just, 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 No just, Man's just, Sky, and no, you, Saw Gerrera from Rogue you One. You don't need to do that. You don't need to do that. Just take, just take the, just take the, take the picture you sent me. All right, uh, yeah. clip out, clip, clip out the guy. Um, clip, clip, clip out the plagiarist guy's face mm-hmm. and just put it over that guy's face. And oh. then it just says lies. The seat, and then you're good to go. That's, it. that's oh, all you need. That's, that's all you need. That's all you need. Yeah. But but have but have his face like looking down like sad and stuff like that. No, I'm gonna have I'm gonna keep Saw yelling and I'm gonna put the other guy's face looking sad, tiny as if Saw's yelling at him, saying lies, deceit. <laughs> yeah. No, you know what I should do? Wait, hold on. You still wait? Just hold. I want to I want to send you this image. This is this is where I'm gonna put the guy's face. You ready for this, guys? Mm-hmm. As soon as Ethan sees this, I'll, I'll announce the image. This is perfect. I think you'll probably remember. I don't know how recently you've seen Rogue One. <laughs> it's the Borgala, the giant tentacly creature, yeah. picking out the lies from his brain. <laughs> there you go. That would be hilarious. So, there you go. all right, buddy. Well, this is great. Uh, I just have to figure if I have enough hard drive space on my tiny hard drive for Pillars of Eternity. But I'm excited for this. This is a great podcast. Um, you going to be streaming at all? I'd love to get you get some Destiny streaming going. And I, I would like to get a, a, a awkward, even if it's once a month, an awkward controller stream of some sort. Monster Hunter? I don't know. Like, what's what could we possibly yeah. do? Uh, I get, I get, I, I, hold on. I was checking for this earlier because we were talking about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, do I have... I thought I had Tooth and Toil. It looks like I don't. I don't know why I thought that. I think oh, I tooth and Toil. Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll talk about that. Uh, yeah, that's I, easy. I feel like we could do that. Yeah. Um, no, we should do it on PlayStation, though. That's that's how it's meant to be played. It's super fun. Okay. Yeah. So, okay. Okay. Or, or, or we just buy it on PC yeah. and you can plug in your PlayStation controller. Yeah, and it, look, eventually I will get onto the Destiny train. I don't know if it's going to be Destiny 2, Destiny 2 in the future, Destiny 3, but at some point I will get on the Destiny train. I, to, to be honest with you, to be honest with you, yeah. for most people, it's now or never. Okay. Not, not the train, not the train, the, the, the oh, reality of the game. Dude, No Man's so Sky. If, oh, we can't play if, with each it, other. It, it, God damn yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like, Sony. I, I mean, I'm, not, I'm not gonna buy. I'm not gonna buy it on PlayStation. Forget that. Um, ah, Sony. I definitely won't do that. I'll do Truth and Toil because that that, that doesn't make a difference. No, it doesn't make a the difference. graphical difference. Let's do We're Tooth talking about 30 frames versus 60 frames. I'm not. No, Tooth and Tail is fun because it's hilarious. It's 16 bit. It's cute. It's super violent. Right, it's funny. Right, and the games right. go by in like 10 minutes. 60 frames on that. I don't really care about. Yeah, and we 30 can, frames versus 60 frames in yeah. No Man's Sky. Yeah. I hella care about And we could literally play like 10, 5 to 10 minute tooth and tail matches while doing a podcast on Twitch. Which no, you be... know what we have to do? What's you, that? You know what the first game is? We talked about this before. Hmm. Portal 2. We got to do Portal 2. Oh, game. yeah. Oh, yeah. We got to do Portal Yep. Yep, 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 um, yep. Because which... you can run Portal 2 on anything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, all right, buddy. Well, thank you so much for being yep. on. Hopefully, we'll have Austin on next week for our Awkward Controllers episode. Uh, see what's going on. Um, really quickly, uh, other than Destiny 2, you've been playing anything? Yeah, I started playing Witcher 3 in the spare time, but it looks like, uh, maybe because there was nothing going on for Destiny, mm-hmm. but now it really looks like that, that the, the update today, and then a week from now, it'll be the new content launch. So, well, I don't. Uh, <laughs> 
I don't know which lore is more difficult to understand, The Witcher 3, because it's actually written down in tons of books and video games, or Dark Souls, where you just have to piece it together based on fragments. Like, Dark Souls, because yeah. there's so much up in the air. I know, but try pronouncing and, and remembering all those Polish and Eastern European names and fucking The Witcher. It's like... Oh, I man. vote for option three. I yeah. don't. You should stream some of that. I would totally watch you stream Witcher. I like yeah, yeah, check it out. All right, buddy. Well, thank you. Okay. Thank you, yeah. Ethan. Um, and you can check out Ethan on Twitch at L underscore Fedorable. Um, and here on the podcast, thank you, Bizzle Class listeners. We'll be coming back at you soon. But for now, we are out. Yum, yum. Oh, hey. Eat up, yum, yum. Oh.